somebody fresh and exciting. Somebody with a sock personality that'll sweep people right off their feet. Where is he? What is he up to? What other terrors can he unleash at will? Calling your genial host, renowned writer, art collector, and teller of strange tales. What fiendish power did he possess? Where did he come from? Who is this man? It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network for a Wednesday. Talk radio the way our founders intended. America, remember, not even Jeffrey freaking Epstein was prohibited from doing business in New York. Day 1133. Keep it the Eric in America. Say hello to Easy. What's up? Good afternoon. Putting the heat in heaven. Hey, guys. The H is here. We'll do Dark History uh, Hour 3 as usual. Our buddy John Jensen. Top of the uh, final hour and your remarks delivered to the Florida Man Radio app in between. Um, if you follow the trend, the terms have changed from, you know, illegal alien, then... That's just really not appropriate. Uh, then illegal immigrant, uh, and then to undocumented immigrant. I'm sorry, undocu- undocumented migrant. And if you search the phrase undocumented citizens, you will find 100,000 or more entries where that is the new term. So you could see where this is headed. They're citizens. We just haven't documented them yet. The number from CBP is officially, these are migrants that have illegally crossed the border. These don't, from what I understand, do not count the getaways. The official number is 7.2 million into the United States border under the Biden administration. Now, to put that into perspective, that is directly from U.S. Customs and Border Patrol Protection. Uh, at the current pace... Fiscal year 2024 will break last year's record of 2,475,669 encounters. A number by itself as exceeds the population of New Mexico. Total number of Southwest land border encounters since Biden, 7.2 million, uh, 7,298,486. This is larger than the population of 36 individual states. It, it's it's equal to 19% of California's population, 24% of Texas's population, and 32% of Florida's. It is more than half the size of Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Ohio. If you were to put all the illegal immigrants that have entered the United States under President Biden together to found, to begin a new uh, uh, illegal alien city, it would be the second largest city in America after New York. Taken together with the getaways, they, this number is realistically by the Customs and Border Patrol, 10 million people. 10 million 
that can only be achieved with intent. It can only be achieved with bait, with incentive, with promise. That's the only, I mean, these, these, the majority of these uh, illegals have come here because we have sent them signals to come here, either in their own countries, through NGOs, panning, uh, passing out pamphlets and cash and cards and new Nikes uh, and encouraging the trek or what they hear in the news. The, uh, oh, and here's the really good news, I think. Um, the majority, and I mean a strong majority of some 80% of the, the illegal aliens currently crossing, guess where they want to go? Well, they want to go to New York. Hell yeah. New York City. Why do they want to go to New York City? Because time after time after time, both uh, uh, Hochul and, and, and Maley, Mayor Adams announced new great things. Another hotel. Uh, uh, hey, there's, there's one city council person that wants to, or state legislature, legislator, who wants to make it illegal to kick people out of their shelter. Ever. You hear the $53 million uh, uh, cards, the the cash donations, the all the good stuff that NGOs, you, you, it's free rent in the most expensive city in America to live. With this controversial prepaid credit card do, deal, migrant families could make up to 15K a year. That's 1250 bucks a month. Who could not, what New York citizen could not use an extra $1,250 a month. Yeah, fifteen k, and that's without them uh, panhandling or going and actually maybe finding some uh, work somewhere. Or- uh, and without them getting um, other, uh, their other cash handouts, state stuff, NGO, uh, I mean, it, it, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And what's really amazing to me is look at what... <laughs> Everything from Catholic charities to municipalities to uh, uh, to city governments to uh, states. Look at how they have bent over, opened the checkbooks, and done everything in their in their power to make it absolutely as as easy as possible, with no stress, no suffering, no sacrifice from from the illegals themselves. Here's your hotel. We're trying to get it where you can't be kicked out here ever. So make yourselves at home. I know uh, uh, you uh, the, the 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 food uh, downstairs isn't culturally sensitive enough. Here's a card to buy you and your family your culturally sensitive food. You, you know everything's available in New York City. You can find it here. And meanwhile, all of the other people. In these cities, let's just stick with, with New York City for right now. Their homeless problem was a disaster prior to the first bus uh, being unloaded from from Texas. And those people who may have been needed a, a, a leg up, a lift, some place to stay, a guaranteed room uh, at a hotel for a time, maybe some food would be nice to help me get, you know, uh, clothes would be great. I could get myself in shape, start to find a job, things of that nature were ignored. Simply because they were Americans, or already here at the very least, but they were here. They were Americans, most of them American citizens. F the American citizens, these people are new. They're from El Salvador and, 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 and different, and Colombia and Honduras and, and we must care for them. Uh, we have laws. We have to, we must give them shelter. We must give them food. We must give them blankets and baby supplies and this and free health care. Uh, we have to do that. And uh, sorry about the rest of you. 
Over the past year and a half, we've seen across the nation a 12.3% rise in homelessness. And that's not including... Of our own people, Of yeah. our only people. Not including people that have come here. That's our own American citizens up 12.3%. And we just added literally 10 million homeless. Except these homeless are different. They get to stay uh, at, a, at a nice hotel in New York City, the most expensive city uh, in America to live. They get all of it. You know what they get. We don't need to, you know. Um, and and this also, 10 million or so, equates to about, mm, f- the short term, 14 brand new congressional districts. That's the short term benefit. I wonder who they're going to eventually vote for. They don't have a vote yet. Thank God. But their mere existence in these areas gives them more uh, dis- congressional districts, and you know which way they're going to go. Uh, and 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 from here, it's amnesty or citizenship. That's the long term goal: amnesty or citizenship to these people that are going to be to somewhat of an extent. Although I believe I believe that a lot of Latin America uh, has other moral uh, and religious problems, and you know what I mean with with Democrats and liberals, especially the uber progressive far far left. They, they won't have it. That's just, you know, they're going to have a problem with that. Abortion, they're not big on abortion either. Um, but in the short term, who's put money in your pocket this whole time? Who who put you up in a hotel in New York City for three, four years uh, before you could be kicked out? Yeah, that's it's the short term that they're looking at because they do notice that as people assemble, uh, assimilate into the actual culture. Right. The, most of those people look at, wait, well, I'm, a, I'm Catholic. I'm a severe Catholic. I'm not for any of these things that you guys yeah. are trying to push, uh, have my child learn at school or anything I, like that. But I, until I, they get to that point, right. uh, they I, saw, oh, wow, they give me money. All right, uh, that's the one I'm going to vote for. I think in the long term, yeah, because you look at how Latin Americans now are, are fleeing the Democrat Party uh, almost at the same rate as black Americans. But I, <clears throat> our country is being destroyed on purpose. You couldn't achieve these numbers without having intent. You couldn't achieve these numbers without throwing out the bait. And let me tell you, the longer people remain in a hotel, the longer they receive money, the longer it only exponentially grows the problem. Look, I mean, diversity, I got news for you. It's not our strength. And it it can be quite a, a vulnerability. This is, you know, a lot of, well, we're a melting pot, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, we are. But, but, but for the most part, I mean, we founded a country unique to history. And we have our own values. We have our own philosophies. We have our own attitudes. We've, believe it or not, we've got our own food, our own societies, our own aesthetics. Do these illegals love America? Do they love all the things that that make us America? I don't know. We don't know. Biden administration has dismantled the detention and bond program. I didn't even know that you had to put up a bond if you came to this country like that and you wanted asylum. Uh, Ten grand was a bond, uh, you know, and you'd put it down to make sure you came back. <laughs> uh, and and that that's that's been scrapped. Literally, the bottom line is that the administration is letting thousands, tens of thousands of illegals into the United States without paying bonds to ensure they return for an immigration status hearing. 
and they the Biden administration is dismantling detention bonds by simply releasing every single illegal alien that it can into the United States, and they're not too concerned about ever even locating them again, obviously. It is just mass, lawless chaos, and there's not even an attempt to manage it. In any, I mean, if there was a really solid reason we needed an influx of 10 million people to this country and within a, a three-year period, uh, it would have... It would come along, like, like say the death, I mean, the birth rate had fallen uh, a generation ago. And America, instead of growing to where we're at 330 million, we're down at three, we're, we're at three, we're at 290 and declining. That's bad news, you know, for the United States. Uh, and we needed an influx of, of people and we allowed this to happen. There would be some management, some direction, the ability to work once you got here, a, a tighter vetting system, uh, an even more even distribution handled by the federal government, not states to uh, to, you know, to to states in a, ma- in a in a orderly manner. Yeah, I mean, if we had uh, we've had a flux of things like this before when we had grand projects that we were going to do. Right. Uh, the railroad is, is probably the biggest example of that. But even the highway system, things like that, uh, where needed bodies. But right now, those those projects aren't off the ground, even though we've been told by Biden that that was part of that uh, uh, trillion dollar package was uh, all these uh, you know, uh, infrastructure projects and things like that, that we just have to get done. Well, you now have the labor for it. You could be putting this stuff together in months with the amount of people that you have to get to do right, now. Right, right. Well, well this is what $1.6 trillion in infrastructure bill that you said was the greatest thing ever is going to transform America. It's something we need to do. Well, here's the force. Yeah, all right. Here you go. Start Let's building find, bridges, uh, every, fixing every, roads. Yeah, build some bridges, fix some roads. Uh, you want to have EV, then you better uh, find guys that can install these uh, uh, charging systems at right. every exit and just start going ham with the projects then but not it's just people sitting there here's what a former immigration official had to say i started my career in in immigration enforcement in 1984 as a board patrol agent i've worked for six presidents up to donald trump every president i've ever worked for took some steps to secure the border because they understood you can't have national strong national security if you don't have border security and even president obama gave me the presidential rank award highest award available because what was I doing at the time? I was, I was locating and deporting people in the country illegally. But President Biden is the first president in history of this nation that I know of who came in office and unsecured a border on purpose. So we went for the most secure border of my lifetime. And it's not my, just my opinion. I've done this for 34 years. Anybody can go to cbp.gov and look at the data. And within months, we went from the most secure border to historic illegal immigration. Numbers you've never seen before. And it's not because it's seasonal. It's not because of climate change. It's not because of Trump. This is by design. It's a shell game. They move people, they move thousands to the port of entry so they can claim less illegal entries between the port of entries. But it's failed. Because November, December, we saw record amounts of crossings on the border. Over 300,000. They're coming and staying because of Biden's promises. 1.9 million gotaways. That statement alone should convince anybody on either side 1.9 million gotaways, the border is not secure. You have to imagine that the 1.9 million gotaways, when they could have just walked with the rest of the crowd, signed up, whatever, found, you know, you know, uh, identified themselves in some way, got the phone, got the uh, hearing set. It's a lot easier than trekking your way and running away and that they have something to hide, perhaps their Those identity. are the ones that did not want to get caught. 
because all of them know we've we've talked about the stories of the uh, uh, the Chinese people getting through the 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 border where they go to a spot and they all just sit there and like all right we know they'll be around here in a little while so there's no reason to run or there's no reason to do anything of that so if they are a person that did not go that route it's because they didn't want to be caught um America's a nation state when you all can we all agree we're a nation that's just simply the the the, the uh, uh, Merriam-Webster definition it is a, a form of political political organization in which a group of people who share same history, traditions, or language live in a particular area under one government. The national question is, uh, can the United States continue as a coherent nation state in the face of this current uh, immigration crisis? Um. You know, America uh, is real. There's a we're a we're a we're not a melting pot, a toss salad, any other kind of a BS thing that strips us of our real identity. We founded a whole country. We we made well, not us personally. You know what I mean? Um, there's also another problem being created, silently silently bubbling away. <laughs> You'll understand that metaphor in a minute. Uh, the at the border situation there is escalating to a very significant environmental and public health dilemma. The problem, a staggering 100 billion gallons of raw illegal alien sewage entering the border region, adversely affecting communities on both sides. Immediate attention. They say is, uh, if there is a crisis here, there are severe implications for public health, the ecology, overall quality of life. Uh, there is lack of, uh, there is inadequate sewage infrastructure, and systems are unable to cope with the population explosion and industrial demands in the area. And because of that, a, a ton of untreated duty water is finding its way into rivers, streams, and eventually into the ocean. It's health officials warn it's a dire consequence for human health here. Uh, it's uh, been like linked to a range of illnesses. Environmentalists uh, got have concerns of the toll on the local ecosystems, marine life, and blah blah blah. Uh, it's it's a bad problem that no one thought of. Yeah, so of course we should get them through faster, so the poo water isn't getting yeah. into killing oh, the whales. Oh yeah, we don't want to kill the whale. We're doing a good enough job of that ourselves. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's you know sewage systems can't handle it. It's a disaster, and I imagine anywhere. I mean, we added the second what's a, um, uh, amount to the second largest city in America into the country. How do people, you know, you may look around your neighborhood and, uh, you know, things look the same they did three years ago, but you're not where this is happening. And we do nothing but send more signals to come. More money, free rent, free food. If you don't like the food, they'll give you money to go buy the, uh, the most fungal you want to get. All you got to do is get in one of those scooters, which you can get now that you have a smartphone they gave you. Uh, rent those with your credit card they gave you and ride them around the city, snatching purses and iPhones and iPads from people. And then you sell them to the the uh, the gangs. 
Everything's free in America. <clears throat> when we return, um, firearms manufacturer Remington has been in the state of New York since 1828. Well, they're out. I'll tell you where they're going and why. Uh, and they've revealed the way that the method that likely killed Navalny. Apparently, it's a classic KGB tactic. I don't know. I don't know if it works. Apparently, it does. It's the same one from Kill Bill. Oh, it is? Is it the Kremlin tactic? <laughs> I think so. I uh, hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Okay, man. This is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. No matter who we are or where we come from, we all experience difficulties in life. Military veterans know that sometimes it takes strength and determination to make it through. Whether it's obvious physical challenges or struggles on the inside, it takes strength to ask for help when you need it. I knew that I had to get support, not just for me, but for the sake of my wife and kids. Talking about it has helped me feel more like myself again. Honestly, it was hard to open up at first, but it's changed my life for the better. Learn how veterans like us have reached out for help and hear stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net. E.J. Williams for American Humane. For thousands of years, dogs have been our best friends in our worst times. Today, we're also learning that our best friends, millions of whom are abandoned each year, are often the best medicine when people are facing obstacles. To help both people and animals, organizations like American Humane have been working to harness the healing power of the human-animal bond, finding animals in need of forever homes and training them as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help our veterans, the elderly, and children overcome the daily obstacles of life. In this way, the rescued can become the rescuers. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, <laughs> please visit AmericanHumane.org. reason to leave the state of New York, Remington says the legislative environment is concerning to the firearm industry as a whole. Um, generations of Americans have worked there. One guy, uh, Jim Conover, started working there in 1964, continued to work there for four decades, 
He uh, commented about the pending closure. He said, when Remington leaves, it's not going to be like a facility closing. It's going to be like part of the family's moving. Uh, March. Uh, That's bad news. Ilion is the name of the town. Ilion, Ilion, Ilion. Uh, Remington's reported decision to close this plant next year is concerning and unfortunate. The facility which received investment from the state employs many local residents. Unfortunately, like we have seen all too often in New York, burdensome regulations, crippling taxes and problematic energy and other policies continue to force businesses and companies to flee the state, taking jobs and livelihoods with them. We will continue to communicate with state and local officials and work to help assist the company's employees and their families during this difficult time. Well, uh, that's legislative environment. You got to be real ticked and bent to leave a place you've been at since 1828. Yeah, I mean, look what New York's doing. They're, they're right now, you are going to see a rush of uh, real estate titans that are going to come out of there and be like, nah, we're going to. Especially when now you have. Uh, Letitia James coming out and saying, well, if we don't get uh, the money from Trump, we're just going to seize his buildings. I know. He doesn't fully own, so I'm not sure how you're going to possibly seize a building that he doesn't, he only well, is I'll a percentage. Well, take his assets, yeah. yeah. Um, but look, uh, Remington would face the same uh, judicial bullying. They could quite possibly be a great target for the Trump style of legislative and ju- ju- uh, judicial bullying. Not well, legislative. But I mean, they come out and they, said they'd yeah. love to shut down Remington and get uh, you know they make guns. Guns are evil. Well, we'll go find out something they did about a, a loan they got and say they exaggerated. Bing, bang, boom. We'll find them a billion dollars in there out of it. No, it's not even that though. They've also been on the ground floor of trying to pass legislation that says that oh, if uh, you know a mass shooter happens to be carrying a Remington well, rifle, we'll he sue. can sue you into the ground. Yeah. I'm, it's, a, it's a bright move. I'm sure it's not easy, but uh, it's it's a, a smart move. I'd get the hell out of there as soon as possible. Uh, Letitia James is a real skank. She is. Uh, she would love to seize some Trump assets, you know. And I hope everyone is paying attention. And those of you that are cheering this along. Pay very close attention because, you know, it, this could, could and more, more than likely will be you or your ilk or your family or uh, uh, someone you know quite, quite soon. Here she is. Uh, ...to pay off the judgment, uh, then we will seek, uh, you know, judgment enforcement mechanisms in court, and we will ask the judge... ...to seize his assets. We're now to the ABC News exclusive tonight after Donald Trump was fined nearly... Th- $55 million in his civil fraud case. Tonight, New York State's Attorney General Letitia James saying she's prepared to seize Donald Trump's assets. Um, I mean, there has to be, uh, you can't just, you know, the, the, the judgment came down that one day, starts, you start seizing things uh, three days later. Dead. He's going to file an appeal. They'll, they'll put together a bond. He has uh, substantial uh, properties that he owns, uh, parts of or whole that he could put up a, uh, the 120% bond. Um, it just takes time to put all that together and then he'll win on appeal and Letitia James will be a big fat loser. And then does she get, um, voted out? 
because she only ran on one thing and she couldn't make it happen. Oh, well, she'll have another promise. She'll, uh, you know, make a promise that she wants to see him executed in, in Times Square and everybody will be like, oh, yay. Mm. Look at this. Did you hear that uh, Trump supporters have, are raising tons of money? Trump supporters raised more than $600,000 to help pay for the former president's $355 million New York civil judgment. Since we began the program, the GoFundMe page has seen a jump of more than $14,000. Take a look at where we are right now. Trump is now at $615,000 raised from supporters. Trump was also banned from running his business, as you just heard, in New York and applying for bank loans for three years. His two sons, Eric Trump and Don Jr., are also being barred for two years, and they're also being forced to pay up $4 million apiece there as well. Michael Lee. Uh, so, uh, they say Navalny was likely killed by a well-known Kremlin tactic, a KGB tactic known as the One Punch. And it's quite simply One Punch. In, right at the heart, right in the center of the body, and apparently uh, 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 you're a dead man right after that, right? Uh, that's what they say. They found bruising on his face and bruising in the middle in his chest. I so, mean, Yeah, I mean, realistically, you could punch someone hard enough to stop their heart. Now we will perform one-punch kills for the KGB handbook. Please do open your shirt. I mean, I don't see awake when it happened. And what happens? You just have a heart. Your heart just explodes, and you just like you had a, a widowmaker heart attack. Uh, probably more like putting yourself in AFib, where you hit it and it just it sets the heart out of out of rhythm. Kremlin's fiercest critic was found with bruising on his head and his chest, consistent with the one punch technique. Uh. The uh, one place they said. The remote polar wolf penal colony is an old method of the KGB's special forces division. Uh, they train their operatives to kill a man with one punch in the heart, in the center of the body, was the hallmark of the KGB. He had been kept outdoors for two hours in preparation for them to punch him in the chest. Sub-zero temperatures to weaken his body. The guy says, I think they first destroyed his body by keeping him out in the cold for a long time and slowing the blood circulation down to a minimum. Then it becomes very easy to kill someone within seconds if the operative has some experience in this. Nearly a week after the uh, they reported it, um, the uh, same guy survived that poisoning attempt. Um, I think, uh, and now we're going to prepare more sanctions on Vladimir Putin for, because we know for a fact that he, that he killed, uh, Navalny. <clears throat> I, um, you know, I'm not in any way a Russian supporter. I just don't see what they accomplished by doing that. When you already have issues of sanctions being put down, why <clears throat> again, you could have had this guy just. He's in a Siberian winter prison. He's never going to escape from. He'll be there forever, right? If you wanted him to, and so what good does it? Now he's like? been martyred, which yeah. I think in some places, some cases, makes it worse. Why would you? Yeah, exactly that point. What what benefit do you get to? Again, the guy was gone. There was ne- he was never going to escape there. He was never going to leave there. 
Uh, he was as good as a disappeared person. So why send one of your KGB agents out? Was it just like, oh, yeah, it's Sunday. I'm a little upset. I stubbed my toe. Go punch Navalny in the chest one time. <laughs> it, 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 the, you know, people, liberals look at this. Look at, look at what a political animal, how horrible he is. Just assassinating people. And Tucker Carlson wouldn't interview him. I mean, Trump is his wiener holster. <laughs> um, but all the while, not seeing the similarities. Well, how dare Putin put a, have political prisoners <clears throat> in, in, a, in a gulag in Siberia? Well, we have political prisoners here in the United States of America. No doubt about it. And we're trying to put a uh, <laughs> our leader's greatest uh, opponent in, in jail right now. We're just not quite to the Putin level yet, but we're really, really trying hard. I don't think we can exploding heart punch anybody. I wanted to introduce that to the exploding heart punch, but uh, the uh, the Democrats would not approve it. Um, here, uh, there was a Trump town hall last night on uh, Laura Ingram's program. Uh, I caught a lot of it. Not uh, I didn't watch the whole thing back to back, but there's some good stuff in here. Here, here he talks about you know every, everybody you listen to, including Hillary Clinton. Um, uh, uh, Comey, uh, uh, Brennan have all said if he's a reelected, he's just gonna, it's gonna be revenge. He's gonna go on a revenge. And you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna weaponize the Department of Justice. It's unheard of. Hold on. I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually, usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, my revenge will be success. That's a good statement and all, and that will that will be true. But I, I can't imagine there not being a little bit of you know just a little bit of revenge. You know, you you've now the Democrats have set the precedent to prosecute former presidents for things they did while they were in office. I'm sure Trump will take advantage of that. I don't know if we would or not. I mean, that's not a, been a, a Republican thing for the most part. It, it's always been kind of wishy washy when the game changes. Uh, we've seen it here. Uh, we've had a chance as a to. Uh, go with through with the impeachment of Mayorkas, and it was like pulling teeth to get the yeah. some of the guys to get on board with it. Uh, they've had chances to go through with the impeachment of Biden, and again, no one's got the balls. No for one it. has the guts to go and forward and do it. So I don't, um, for the most part, unless there is a radical change in the Republican Party, I don't think it will. Honestly, I yeah. think uh, Trump will get in there, and it'll go four years, and then we'll be back to square one again on either side. Um, <clears throat> here is what people have accused Trump of comparing himself to Navalny. Um, and, you know, although there are some similarities of what's going on in our country, uh, I don't know. But it's happening in our country, too. Uh, we are turning into a communist country in many ways. And if you look at it, I'm the leading candidate. I got indicted. I never heard of being indicted before. I was going to. I got indicted four times. I have eight or nine trials. All because of the fact that I'm, and you know this, all because of the fact that I'm in politics. They indicted me on things that are so ridiculous of Fanny in Atlanta. All, all we'll get into people. that. We're going to get into that in a moment. But do you? But it's happening in our country. Um, here's a. They talk about ballot harvesting. Um, Trump seems to think that it, whenever you put mail-in ballots out, they're going to be fraud. I agree, especially if you send it to people that didn't ask for them. Speaking of that, how are you going to make sure that 
mail-in ballots and voter fraud, which we heard from a lot of people in line, was an issue front and center. They're very concerned about mail-in voting. So forget the past. What are you going to do to make sure we don't have problems going forward? If you have mail-in voting, you automatically have fraud. If you have okay, well, there's mail-in voting in Florida, That's and right. you won huge. That's right. If you have it, you're going to have fraud. But you won. Because you don't have any. When you go into a voting place, like you go into one in a, in a properly run state, they look at you, they give you give voter ID, you give all sorts of identification. I mean, it would be very hard to cheat in a mass scale. When you send out millions, like California, I think they sent out 36 million ballots. They don't have a voting booth in the whole place. <laughs> and then millions of ballots yeah. come back. Nobody knows where they're coming from. Right, but what are you going to do about it? Uh, the way you win is by swamping them. The way you win is by swamping them. you got to have, and we're going to swamp. I'll tell you what, I've... I did great in the first election. I did much better in the second. We have interesting news you. coming out of New um, What does he mean by swamping? I think he means playing, uh, beating him at their game, where it's legal to harvest to harvest. I mean, you have to. Uh, that The game has changed. You have to do those things. I don't know why you wouldn't. Until uh, the enforcement is put out, uh, which I know we won't see this time. Maybe next election there'll be more people willing to look into, like, hey, uh, the problem is that well, the fact that everybody went immediately and said, oh, well, there was no election fraud, nothing nothing wrong, per- perfect election, you can't do anything. Most so, secure ever. So anybody that has questioned it went, hey, maybe uh, ballot harvesting is something we need to look into. Everybody went, whoa, are you saying that the election was stolen? <laughs> and people were like, no, you just this this is something we need to look into. Every day I see uh, where in states where there are still uh, concerns going on from 2020, uh, finding more and more stuff. Seventeen thousand dead here. Here, there. Some guy found uh, several thousand dead people that voted and brought uh, found obituaries for every single one of them to prove that they were dead on that day. Yeah, our, our elections <laughs> were not secure. It wasn't the securest election of all time. The joke. Uh, be it if you think uh, legitimate or not, but it was. There are issues to all the way our elections are done now, mainly because we uh, no longer have a. Uh, unified across the country. You can only vote this way. That's the only way it can happen. Every state has little tweaks here and there. You can do this. You can do that. You can show up on a Tuesday when it's on right, Thursday. Right. and you, you can do this. And it makes it impossible to actually have a completely fair and secure election. One day, national holiday, voter ID, paper ballot. Here he is talking about possible VP picks. View that. The audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice. And various names came up. Um, uh, one of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. No. He's made a big splash. Ron DeSantis, who's made in, making an appearance today in South Carolina, we just found out. Um, obviously, Tim Scott, Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, very interesting. Um, are, and Christy Nome as well, I should say. Right. Are, are, are they all on your short list? And when can you? They're all on the short list. Christy Nome would be great. Tulsi Gabbard, man, talk about a crossover. And really, when you think about it, wouldn't it position you? Because his VP, this is going to be one of the most important VP picks ever. Because it's likely going to be the GOP nominee for 2028. Yeah. DeSantis. Or Gnome. I mean, there has a reason that DeSantis has gotten pretty quiet lately since he stepped down. You think so? You haven't. You really have not heard much from him, have you? No. I mean, he's going to speak apparently in South Carolina today. I didn't know about that, but... Here's uh, 
Trump on Biden and his cognitive decline. Well, she's made she and Biden have like almost in a way some would say team up together. They're Biden's people to say, look, if you're going to complain about age, Trump's age, Trump's demeanor, Trump makes mistakes, forgets names. She's trying to equate Biden's decline, which is fairly obvious. With you for being, you know, 77. Well, he's uh, he's declined, and there's no question about it, but he was always sort of semi-declined. If you go back 25 years, <laughs> well, but he was not one of the smarter people. He's tried to be president many times, four times at least that they know of. But they know and all of. of a sudden, when he's <laughs> most diminished, this is when he hit, and he, he did it. But uh, if you look at me, I feel, and I really mean this, and I would tell you, I, and I think you tell me too, because we've known each other a long time, if I was, if I felt diminished, okay, let's use a nice term. If I felt diminished or declined in any, any way, but I I'd know it. And I think I'd say, I'm not running. Somebody should talk to him. But if he runs, he runs. Uh, he doesn't seem to be, I heard you say that he's very persistent and he probably is. I think most stubborn. people, I, I think that most people that run would be stubborn or persistent and, you know, just not want to uh, give up the ghost. But, uh, you know, we have a nation to run. We have a nation that has to survive. We have nuclear weapons and the likes of which, and you don't even want to know about it, the most powerful weapons in the history of the world, so powerful that you don't even want to talk about them. And we have him negotiating for us. And in his best years, he couldn't have negotiated. Well, now he has no clue what's happening. And I know Putin very well. And I know President Xi of China. I know them all. Kim Jong-un, I know very well. I did a great job with him. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> Do you see where a tea swizzle? I guess uh, <clears throat> her, uh, her, her man, Travis, was in Vegas. She's in Australia on the tour. <clears throat> Sent her plane from Australia to Hawaii. And then Travis flew, I guess commercial, I would imagine, from Las Vegas to Hawaii. And then Taylor's plane took Travis from Hawaii to be with her in Australia. That's, you can just feel the earth getting warmer from that. You might you might as well just go to a gas station, open all the pumps, and let it spill into the, into the street. Yeah, it does less damage according to everything that we've read. <clears throat> We keep being told that uh, that this all this carbon being dumped out there. Do you think when people, especially political people, go on television and they say outrageous things about how unbelievably wonderful uh, Biden is and uh, what a great job that he's done and he's 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 done so many uh, accomplishments? Do, do you think that uh, other people does it does it does it? penetrate do people believe it or is it though the people they're talking to believe it already so it's not changing anybody's mind on that i mean it really is emperor has no clothes yeah you can't possibly say this has been a great president with tons of accomplishment here's hakeem jeffries on the view there are some about a third of americans worried that the president doesn't have the vitality to serve out another four years do you think that it's time to pass the baton to a new generation of leadership or do you think joe biden is the strongest candidate to defeat donald trump well joe biden is definitely the strongest candidate to defeat donald trump definitely the strongest uh, in terms of president biden he's got an incredible track record of success now, no particulars, not even <clears throat> like, you know, uh, uh, like this and this and this. You know, no top. They haven't even come up with a top three that they can spout. Right. And we just have to connect that track record of success with his vision for the next four years. Uh, in terms of President Biden.
Biden, he's got an incredible track record of success. Right. And we just have Look at those clowns in the audience. Yeah, I sure that, right, Ma? I told you. Uh, and, and the problem is, again, what he's basically saying, we just got to convince people of it. You know, they always say, well, we don't know why people don't understand. We're not, why aren't they getting it? Maybe they're not smart enough to see his uh, uh, terrific uh, uh, record of success. Maybe they haven't seen all of these accomplishments. They're just stupid. We can't seem to communicate it to them. If you'd start by mentioning one or two, that, I don't know. That's a start. I do like the White House press push, though. That they called up the viewer like, hey, we want you to book uh, four or five. Yeah. Well, this whole week has been nothing but uh, uh, Democratic representatives that they bring on. And they immediately go, okay, do you think that Biden is old or not? Uh, of course, everybody they hate is uh, Hitler and pro-Putin. Let me ask you something. What do you think Putin has on him, on Trump? <laughs> well. Oh, that's a good question. I, what has he got? I actually think that Money. Donald Trump views himself as a Putin-esque Leader. dictatorial figure. Yeah. He said it. Yes. And we should believe him. That he Okay. They keep repeating this lie. He said he would be a dictator on day one. Because he's gonna sign this, sign that, drill baby drill, close the border. He's and that's it. Dictator day one, and now they, they now they say, well, he told us he's going to be just like Putin and put uh, try to poison Biden and put him in a gulag. And I do like we're on Russian collusion number two. Yeah, right there go because <laughs> Nancy Pelosi earlier this week said the same thing. I don't know. I think Russia must have something financial. Wink, wink on him. He wants to go down this road, and that's the problem that we're encountering with some of my Republican colleagues. That um, there's a growing pro-Putin faction. Yeah. In the Republican Party. And it's led by Donald Trump, some other outside figures like Tucker Carlson, and on the inside, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jim Jordan. If you don't want to give money to Ukraine, you're pro-Putin. That's all there is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. When we return, we've got lab-grown meat. Got lab grown diamonds. And now, lab grown testicles. You can finally tell somebody to go grow a pair. <laughs> Hang on, it's a Shannon Burke show on the Florida Man. Wait, 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 wait. I don't have the right documents in front of me. <laughs> That's a good one. Damn it. Have you holding that one in the whole time? Grow a pair. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll get to it. It's for people that can't produce sperm, you know. Maybe if you lost a ball in an accident or both. Well, yeah, if you're a horrible, uh, with that testicular contortion happens where they yes. twist them oh. together and you lose one. Yeah. 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 All right. Hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. I forgot to plug in the other side of it. <laughs> Hold on. Stand by, people. Just take a hold just a second. And then we'll get back to business. Um, 
This is uh, weird. There's a couple of fertility stories uh, in the uh, in the news today. One of them is that uh, scientists in Israel have figured out successfully grown working testicles in a dish. Okay, it sounds promising, but follow me. They call them lab-grown organs that work like testicles. They call them organoids, and they may produce sperm. And they, this is a weird statement. The lab-grown organs remained usable for nine weeks. What, after nine weeks in, it melts and like, and they just disintegrate? I mean, maybe because it's not uh, attached to a heartbeat, a blood flow, I don't know. Uh, another <clears throat> troubling fact about these organoids is that they, these are made from cells sampled from mouse testicles. So did they, did they make mouse testicles or did they make human testicles from mouse testicles? Well, they believe that they, if all they have to do is get some, their hands on some real testicle tissues, cells, and they can grow uh, uh, real, real testicles. Artificial testicles, they say, are a promising model for basic research on testicle development and function, which can be translated into therapeutic applications for disorders of sexual development and infertility. One in eight couples has a problem because when your old meal man's got a, a, a bad set on him, you know, they're dead. So I don't know. You go in and, and you get some new ones. You go and have surgery. They hook them all. Well, that's got to hurt, I bet. But I did figure this. They, they're they called organoids. Maybe they don't hurt when you get kicked in them. Well, I'm going to assume they're going to be. Uh, reattached if you're other ones, but also can you cosmetically get like multiple ones? Are we going to live in a future where uh, that's like the hip thing is the rapper? <laughs> I got three, three ones. Oh, <laughs> MC, three balls coming in. Three nut, Trey nut. Trey nut, what's up? Um, they don't know yet that it's going to work, um, but they're hoping it's promising. Uh, it has. It's creating tubules, or whether it, it, they say it should be able to uh, produce sperm. They're going to try it again, I suppose, with with uh, real human culture. They remain viable in the culture for nine weeks, long enough that for sperm generation at least to occur uh, in mice, the process takes thirty four days. Over that period, the team noticed initial signs that uh, that meiosis had commenced. That's the special type of cell division where they cut in half. You know, the number of chromosomes, every reproductive cell. Um, They don't know if the existing model will actually produce sperm cells, but the signs uh, are promising. You know, every time I hear someone that is in that type of work, do you tell women on the first date or men or whoever you're on your first date, like, hey, what do you do for work? Uh, Yeah, I grow testicles. Well, today I grew a set of uh, uh, mice nuts. And uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I observed and, uh, them, and um, and I held them in my hand. And, and uh, uh, we're hoping for some mice sperm here soon. <laughs> Shortly. <laughs> uh, this is weird, and it's going to be, I think, troubling. Um, a some parents in Alabama sued. A hospital for or a clinic, a facility for wrongful death. The reason was because back in December 2020, a patient at the Mobile Hospital 
where their frozen embryos were being stored. The patient walked into the fertility clinic through, quote, an unsecured doorway, removed several embryos from the cryogenic nursery, like they call it a nursery, mm-hmm. uh, and the hand of the patient was, you know, that stuff is so cold, it's like, you know, nitro. Uh, their hand got f- frozen, burned, and they dropped it on the floor, killing the couple's embryos. So the parents sued for wrongful death. Trial court dismissed the claim, said that, you know, cryopreserved in vitro embryos involved in this case do not fit within the definition of a person or a child. Their attorneys took it to the state Supreme Court, which very surprisingly last week noted, quote, extra uterine children or unborn children located outside of a biological uterus at the time they are killed are children and they are covered under the state's wrongful death of a minor law. Uh, first known case of its type in the U.S. where anyone has even suggested that frozen embryos are indeed human beings and could have some pretty serious impacts on the whole, at least in Alabama, the fertility industry. Uh it has opened up all types of, of questions and yeah. that because the embryo, uh, it's a fertilized embryo, I believe it's six weeks that, that at that. At the point they freeze it. Yeah. So uh, would that not theoretically make any woman that is pregnant past six weeks, uh, that's a viable child? Right. And so if, now, you, if you knew you were pregnant and you were involved in a car accident and you lost your pregnancy because of it and you were only six weeks pregnant, I think they could... And, couldn't they say that was homicide? Uh, I mean, that's a question. That, that's what's opened the door there. I mean, that really, according to the Alabama Supreme Court, even though they carefully worded it to be extra, that out of the uterine, so uh, that is out of a, a female body, is, but what's the difference between the two? What makes the one that's frozen... Uh, that's uh, at that stage any different than in the woman. That's a little that's, baby in there, frozen. Yeah. That's a baby sickle. So that's you've opened up all types of things that could be going on there. What if uh, I went to the uh, clinic, me and my old lady broke up, we have some embryo children in the, in the embryo children nursery, and one night I get in there and I uh, I get my own, I have my own jar of whatever, what is that stuff? The cold, super cold liquid. Uh, the um, nitro, yeah. whatever it is, the super cold stuff, and I steal, or rather kidnap, our embryos. I didn't have, I mean, who has custody of the embryos at this time? Are they legal guardians of the emb- embryos? I take them, and now have I kidnapped? Am I Am I a kidnapper? Uh, there's been arguments about that, too, because I know there's been some where uh, they've, a like a couple has frozen them uh, to be uh, IVF later, yeah. And like the husband died, or the wife died, and then they went, okay, well, I still want to implant that into a person. Do what's the rights at that point? Right. And here's another one. What if you have several embryos frozen? You the the doctor inserts one, places one. You have a baby, and you figure, hey, you know what? I'm done. You have three more left in the uh, down at the cryo nursery. What do you do with them? <clears throat> or do you kill them? Do you abort them? What I mean, what's the procedure? What do you call it? Uh, it would be a... Uh, and, and couldn't you just go get them? Hey, this is my kids in there. I want them right. Bring them out here. Sir, they'll uh, just wrap them in a paper bag. I'm taking them home. I mean, they're 
they're non-viable after being out of the cold for a few moments. Uh, what if you watched pornography in front of one of your embryos? Are you guilty of uh, indecency with a minor? Uh, well, you have broken into a hospital to uh, oh, yeah, pleasure yourself in, <laughs> in, a, in a laboratory. So it's the first known. It, you know, uh, it could send a liability cost skyrocketing for fertility treatment places, making them prohibitive, cost prohibitive for many families to discourage medical prov- uh, providers from performing infertility treatments, and fear of being held liable each time an embryo doesn't re- uh, does not turn into a successful pregnancy. Um, I mean, if, if, so if you're a fertility doctor and you're the one that, uh, that gets the sperm and the egg and you're trying to, you know, uh, fertilize it and it doesn't go well, did you, are you a murderer now? Yeah. I mean, what happens if, uh, you do it and then, uh, there's a wet spot on the ground, you slip and drop a vial on the ground. Did you just murder a couple kids? No rational medical provider would continue to do services for, creating or maintaining this, you know, frozen stuff. They must continue to maintain such frozen embryos forever and ever or risk the the penalty of wrongful death. And you have to pay for that, for the storage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, it's like a monthly fee or you pay by the year or whatever. It depends on the clinic you go with, but I think they pay for like the first year and then you have to start paying. You guys have done this, right. Okay, you know all about it. Where, while you did you have, where you had some embryos uh, frozen, did you stop and visit them uh, once a day? Just check nope, out them? I'm just uh, no? <laughs> in a freezer. Uh, I, I'm bad now. I was, uh, did not uh, go check in on them. It's weird because uh, this attorney just wanted to give some relief to these parents who were counting on this to you know to start a family, and the, really the only way that they could get any type of satisfaction was to push it to the point where. The, you got a, a, a judge in a, a very conservative state and at the Supreme Court to uh, a, agree that it qualifies under the wrongful death of a minor act. Yeah, I mean, I understand there's a very big possibility that that might have been their only shot at it. Uh, there's some people that they you do the treatment and it can be done a couple times. Uh, yeah. You know, the harvesting My sister the eggs, did it three times. Yeah, the harvesting the eggs can be done sometimes. Some people can't. Uh, some people, the, they'll find out that we we did it and only like five came out, and that's probably all you'll ever get, and that's just it. And then at that point, you've if you go through the whole you're process. You're egged out. Yeah, you're egged out. And plus, you go through the whole process, you're looking fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars $100,000 that you've spent on this Oof. that uh, is now gone. It's just Right, so uh, they should at least recoup some expense. But. The, what's the hospital? They would have to have gone after the hospital. The killer is the is the the errant patient who uh, yeah, wandered well, in there. You know, that's the real murderer. Yeah, but of old errant patient that was dumb enough to put their hand on the uh, in the freezing stuff that to burn it is probably not got a hundred thousand dollars lying around that you can uh, recoup from that. Right, man, kid pops. That family of one of the Kansas City shooters. Set up a GoFundMe because they said that they need to help him through a tragic time because he was shot, right? He got shot up. He was, yes. He's in ICU. Several surgeries he's had. Uh, he, uh, I guess, his family put up a GoFundMe saying getting shot multiple times at a time that was meant to bring so much joy to many has brought pain and sadness to all that was attending. They did raise $100 before it was shut down. Even the victims need money, right? 
I, I, I mean, like the, 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 they didn't make the any money off it, though. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, that's the basic. You don't even have to be that much of a victim, but uh, but you must be a victim and not the perpetrator. I mean, the guy that did that worked for thirty five years at the Burger King and they gave him a a free burger card and a whatever a, a t shirt. I think he he ended up with a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they gave him a backpack and some movie t- movie theater tickets. <laughs> <laughs> he got a couple hundred thousand. He got a house out of that in the long run. Really? Yeah, because he used the money to actually buy himself a house. Wow. Yeah, if you're a victim, or not even, you know, that guy, he wasn't hurt. They didn't, uh, uh, the Burger King guy, he, he, you know, they didn't hit him on the head or, uh, you know, he wasn't wrongfully done anything. They just decided to not really celebrate his 35th anniversary. And people are, thank God, nobody donated to this thing. That would have been a real bad sign of, of societal decline had this criminal Lindell Mays, charged with second-degree murder and two counts of armed criminal action and unlawful use of a weapon, deserves any money. Especially since it, not let, he was one of the guys shooting. He was the one that pulled out the gun and started shooting first. So, And he admits to that. What did he say? I was just being stupid? Yeah, he said that he was having a beef with another person there, and the other guy said, I'm going to get you, and pointed a finger gun at me, so I pulled a gun because I thought I had to. Yeah, he said, I threw my gun first, all because they said, I'm going to get you. And to him, that meant, I'm going to kill you. He said, the other individual started shooting only after he shot first. When investigators asked him why he advanced with them to begin with, the alleged gunman replied, stupid, man. I just pulled a gun out and started shooting. I shouldn't have done that. Just being stupid. Can I go home now? (laughs) (laughs) What a dumbass. I mean, what What possibly does family expect to get in a GoFundMe? People put up GoFundMe's for the weirdest stuff. Exactly that. They expect, well, they didn't think that maybe he would get caught because he was shot. So he was technically, if you look at the list of uh, the 29 people shot, he's a victim because he was one of the people shot. Yeah. Until now that it's come out. <laughs> now, he started yeah. it all. What was the the GoFundMe we found? It was for it wasn't for the lady that died. It was for friends of hers at work who were mourning so uh, heavily and deeply that they needed some money so they could go uh, take a vacation, and blow some steam. <laughs> What's similar to that? Uh, that one and the uh, the GoFundMe for the guy that got. I think it was for the guy that got stabbed. Uh, where the girlfriend was watching and the, the guy oh, the yeah. bus station stabbed him and they ran a GoFundMe so they could take a couple of days off to to have a little vacation because they were all so sad about it. So stupid. Um, a hundred dollars. I don't know what was he gonna do with the, any money uh, to get him through a tragic time. Buy a a, a forty and a, and some weed. <laughs> Sit up in the uh, up in the cut. I didn't know this. Maybe uh, movie man Mike could look into it. I don't know that he he ever mentioned it. Probably on purpose. But Rob Reiner made a new movie. Um, and it's already out. It opened in 85 theaters. I guess that's pretty, I don't know if that's that strong. No, not really. <clears throat> um, it, it, it was his documentary called God and Country, The Rise of Christian Nationalism. Just a big, bigoted attack on any Christian that dared to vote for Donald Trump. And, well, 
you probably won't be seeing it any you probably won't have a chance to see it anytime soon because it absolutely embarrassingly tanked in 4 days it's opening weekend in total it made $38,415 in 85 theaters that's averaging $451 per theater over 4 days do you imagine you're the one person sitting there watching Rob Reiner's documentary by yourself? That's pretty much what happened because it brought in a uh, one showing. Uh, if you assume that it only had one showing each day, it likely had several. It brought in $112 per day or 10 people a day spread across however many showings were that day. <laughs> so there were empty theaters that just ran this film. And there were probably quite a few that had one in it. One, just one guy. And probably a lot of them were people that bought it just so they could review it. You think? Yeah, they bought a ticket because they oh, could go online. Uh, like, oh, I saw the, and it was the greatest film I ever saw before. Uh, it, weren't, it wasn't for the uh, negative reviews or lack of publicity. Um, some guy named Don Partland was the director. Uh, he's been all over cable news pimping, his, uh, pimping it out. Now, uh, far left critics gushed over it. And it got a 91% fresh rating from uh, from uh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Did it get enough even to get an audience score off of it? Uh, no. Let me see if, they, if, it, if, if there are enough people even reviewed it to get a audience score. Here's how they describe it. God and Country describes the growing threat to democracy posed by voters who subscribe to the belief that the United States is above all a Christian nation and that this should be the influence policies uh, on abortion, public education, immigration, and so on. The film's insights about the role of religion in politics feels especially well-informed. Many of its commentators drew on their own personal and professional experiences with the Christian church. They're believers, too, and they're worried. The rise of Donald J. Trump as a presidential candidate and his subsequent, inter- subsequent term in office galvanized anti-democratic attitudes in our country. And in the film, the former president is likened to a fire and brimstone televangelist. A pocket history lesson charts how televangelists grew in power in the 70s and 80s opportunistically using wedge issues like abortion for conservative political goals. Yeah, it's 92% on Rotten Tomato with 24 reviews. Audience well, score that's, 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 okay, it's critics. Yeah, cr- nine, critics yeah. is twenty four reviews. How so many, uh, I don't know what's a good number. Uh, I of mean, uh, Dune Part Two that doesn't even come out until I think this end of this week has got one hundred and two reviews. Oh, okay. it, so, and it's at a ninety seven percent. People don't even want to go see it to review it. Yeah, Stinkola. Uh, I mean, you, I, I'm, I don't. Maybe that's this is a good thing for the country. Maybe, you know what I mean? Um, there probably was a time where this thing could have been a blockbuster during his run-up to the 2020 election. I don't know if it would be a blockbuster. I, I don't know how good it's, you know, I don't, it's been a while since uh, I've seen um, Partland's work. He hadn't directed anything since 2007, The Bucket List. Prior to that was 1995, The American President. That's one success over 30 years. Uh, we won't have to worry too soon. 
uh, much longer about uh, about Hollywood and movies. Uh, have you seen the new visual AI stuff called Sora? S O R A. It is the future. Is this the the text AI uh, one? Yes, they'll take your text, your written description of what you want to see, and turn it into a one-minute-long video. Longer videos are coming, they say, uh, including, they hope, to uh, do feature length. This guy says the results are, I saw a still photo, but it looked absolutely fabulously real. Uh, The results are nothing short of astounding. Um, The prompt was a stylish woman walks down a Tokyo street filled with warm, glowing, neon animated city signage. She wears a black leather jacket, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, I saw it looks pretty good, but they had it up against from, I think, three or four years ago. Uh, it was a video that everybody was probably was a it was the AI text text AI of Will Smith eating spaghetti. I saw that. That was horrible. Yeah, and like the face all jacked up. And yeah. Spaghetti out of the walls, well, stuff like that. That's the same technology within a couple years of what that other one was. But uh, one is uh, created from scratch. Those were created from actual. I don't even either footage or. No, or, those were those were the same thing. Text AI oh, was really? literally yeah telling it to create. Uh, they wanted a video of Will Smith eating spaghetti. That was what the prompt was, and that's what it popped out. On Sora. And now the, what you see now is what you know, woman walking down Tokyo Street is what the difference is between the two now. And how many years is that? I think less than two. Wow. I mean, could could is it possible? Do you think that uh, somebody could make a feature-length movie without a known celebrity in it? That is just a, about you make a celebrity create a uh, the next Brad Pitt. Don't call him that or whatever, uh, and make him a, uh, an AI actor, and then you could book him again to play a different character. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I could see it in the future, uh, something like that. For there was a while back, I want to say it was like the 2005 range. Uh, that was actually a consideration. There was a movie. I'm blanking on what it was, where they had a computer-generated character. It was a female. Oh, yeah. They they hyped her as, like, a new actress, that they were going to use the same model, but they were going to put her in a sci-fi movie and then move her to a rom-com and then move her to and use that same generated model over and over and over again. It never went anywhere because the technology wasn't wasn't close to it, but Uh, that's what could happen in the future. That's what this stuff looks like. I mean, it looks pretty amazing. Or, you know, more than likely, Hollywood's on it already, you know, beat someone to the punch. I think known actors are going to be a better draw, right? Uh, always, but you could easily, you know, there is a reason why they did so. the striking this summer or this past summer was because of this. This right. is what the future right. looks like that's terrifying to them. Well, I'd be terrified, too. All right, when we re- uh, return, we'll get to your remarks delivered at the Florida Man radio uh, uh, app. Also, a biological male played at a girls' basketball game, injured three the real females, uh, and they just uh, just forfeited. They said, "Look, we're not going to do it." Fantastic. Jimmy Kimmel is quitting too. This is good news. Hang on to Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Lindsey Graham is a terrorist. Uh, well, not by our standards. 
but definitely by Russia's standards. He has been added to the list. <laughs> Where is that? There it is. Uh, of, uh, what are they called? Uh, terrorists and extremists lists, I, I guess. Like, we have, our terrorist lists are, you know, groups that have committed acts of terror publicly in their name. Uh, I don't know that we keep a list of, well, I'm sure the FBI has a list of extremists. Anyone who ever voted for, for Trump was probably one of them. Uh, but <laughs> the Republican senator, uh, uh, the state-run news agency, uh, first reported the the, the move by Rosfina Monitoring, which allows authorities to freeze Russian bank accounts, uh, though in Graham's case, it's likely to just be nothing but symbolism. And as you can imagine, he's probably uh, shaken up about the whole thing. Mother and I woke up to the news that I was on a terrorist list. He, this is an actual quote. There goes all my rubles. <laughs> They're going to take my rubles. Mother and I have been saving rubles in Russia for a long time. Uh, uh, Meta is on the list. So he's in, you know, company, good company. There are 12,000 individuals and 400 companies that are on the list, as well as domestic and foreign terrorist entities. Uh, and Russian political opposition groups. OpenSanctions.com.org have all the information there. Uh, but, uh, San Francisco wanted to read, you want to talk diversity? Well, let me tell you, they, these people know something about diversity. <laughs> they have um, appointed to the San Francisco's election commission A Chinese immigrant non-citizen named Kelly Wong. Cannot vote. She's an immigration activist. Been here uh, from Hong Kong since 2019. I mean, uh, could that be... That's more likely to be a Xi Jinping uh, uh, installation type of thing. I mean, she's on a panel. She's been elected to a board, a committee. What can a commission. she do when she can't do it? She can't vote, but she could tell you how to, you know, cheat the Chinese way. Wow, that's like telling but, uh, appointing someone that can't drive a car as head of the NTSB. Yeah, like that guy that. That uh, uh, Biden tried to get through the FAA uh, yeah, commissioner. Yeah, flown a plane before. Got in no squat about it. <laughs> uh, you know, these they, they because the people of San Francisco think that Kelly Wong from Hong Kong is a global citizen, right? Okay, okay, but she doesn't uh, vote. So what? What can she add for election stuff? I tell you how to cheat on vote. So your party always winner. Uh, but you know it's like uh, Harvard appointing a noted anti-Semite to its anti-Semite uh, uh, board. Yeah, it, it, it's. There's been other nutty stuff like this lately. 
like appointing to somebody to a group to do a certain thing, and this person is known to do the opposite. Smart. Where do you go, people? Uh, Elon Musk has uh, given considerable thought to fentanyl and the fentanyl problem, and he has suggested uh, the proper way we need to make a decision. In order to tackle the problem of fentanyl deaths, the United States has two choices. Either levy heavy penalties for possession and jail terms or legalize it. He says legalize it so that it's controlled so that an addict doesn't accidentally take a lethal dose of it like you would be be dispensed. Which is, let's not get into the drug addict feeding business here. Yeah, it's... It's a, I understand give. what he's thinking and that fact that most people that are addicts are going and they'll go down to the street and they'll be, they'll go to their local fentanyl dealer and be like, all right, I got uh, 30 bucks. How much did I get me? And they'll just, oh, here, have this. Just and They'll just shoot all of it. And they'll shoot all of it. And you, okay, well, that probably just killed that person because they, they're an addict. They don't know how to professionally uh, I know. count out how much fentanyl they have. I get that. But now you're saying, let's... <laughs> To combat the problem of the overdoses, let's take control of it and 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 uh, make sure that it's uh, it's doled out in non-lethal amounts. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of it. I get it. Uh, I've seen the places that they they try that out. Uh, it doesn't seem to work. Uh, in fact, it usually seems to fall out into like San Francisco, and you'd end up with open air drug stuff going on. And well, I mean, look what happened in uh, in Portland, Oregon. I mean, they're you know they're going through the same thing, or is that Portland, Oregon? Yeah, uh, the same thing there. Uh, I'm I'm for let's. Why can't we make this it, it illegal as hell? Well, anything you do now, you're going to be battling the never ending flow of it that comes across the border. These cartels get the chemicals from China, and they produce these in in, in various uh, uh, levels of a uh, of you know. I think effectiveness. our biggest issue is we're so gun shy from the war on drugs uh, era that really put a lot of people in jail that were weed defenses because of the fact that that was still a, an illegal narcotic at the time. Uh, and now they're going back and going, okay, well, we, we've dropped it down. It's mo- it's legal in a lot of places. It's medicinal in, in most of the other ones, uh, but those people are still in jail. Uh, so they're afraid, uh, they're gun-shy to go, all right, we're going to start kicking down doors again to arrest drug dealers and fill up the jails again because uh, people are going to freak out, even though that's if, part if, of what it is. If fentanyl deaths come down because of it, when okay. You know, uh, we've taken such a lot. There are those out there that say, oh, all drugs should be legal and you should, you know, be able to get some cocaine. And uh, uh, if you like, uh, go out on a Friday night and stop by the, I don't know where, the the, the drug store, literally, and get yourself an eight ball, uh, have a nice day, um, and go on about your business. Uh, You know, I think as a species, not all of us, but many of us, have very little self-control, especially when it comes to some intoxicants, uh, you know. Uh, and that's the that's the argument I think they go when they talk about legalizing it in the fact that they say it's not legal in the sense that you could uh, just go down to the street and uh, buy it at the 7-Eleven. It's legal in that uh, you can get a dispens- you can go to a dispensary and get it. Right. And then you'll actually have a person that's going to dole out and say, all right, according to our thing, you got fentanyl yesterday and you had this dosage. And, well, hey, you're still alive and you've gone 24 hours, so you can have uh, this fentanyl. And this is all you get today. And they give that to the person. Off they go. 
uh, because they were going to do it no matter what. Does And the argument is, will that deter uh, all the drug trade to go, well, I mean, they're getting it for, they're able to go purchase it wherever they want. They know it's clean fentanyl, so we're not, we're not able to sell it for cheap like what we were doing before. Yeah. What's wrong with, with criminalizing possession of it? Simply because it is the number one drug to OD from right now. Yeah, it's um, that's the the I see both sides of it and where they're trying to say, well, if we just if we put it all in where you have to go buy it here, and it's the only place you can buy it. and It's right. legal. Uh, we don't want them to do it, but they're going to do it anyway if we didn't. And they're going to go buy it from the guy that maybe mixed it with some bleach and he, they're going to OD there. I mean, there are people that are buying cocaine yeah. just to snort it on like a like a weekend warrior guy. And it's got fentanyl in it. And boom, before you know, it, you're dead. Yeah, we had the, the story of the guy that was uh, touting that he sells no right. drugs that don't have fentanyl, and he died from doing drugs. Fentanyl from fentanyl, yeah. But I, I don't want to be the point where the cops are like, hey, they're shaking some guy down, they search him, and they go, you got drugs? And the guy goes, yeah. And they they, they, they find his needle uh, with a thing on it, they find his drugs, and go, oh, this is just heroin, you can go. We're looking for fentanyl. Well. Uh... Well, what are you going to do? Oh, Beyonce's hit number one on the country charts. Texas Hold'em. People are mad, I bet. It shows you the power of her. uh, Honestly, the power of the Beyonce and people like Taylor Swift. If Taylor Swift came out and said, oh, I'm going to do a yodeling album. Boom. Number one on the yodeling album. (laughs) Number one on the Hot 100. Uh, yeah, she could do a hardcore heavy metal yeah. screamo. Uh, you know, Beyonce's going to do her own uh, straight up German polka album. And, uh, <laughs> She's number one on the country charts, the song, and number two in the Hot 100. So not bad. Let's get to the remarks, shall we? Uh, from the Florida Man Radio app, powered by Morris Family Farms and Organic Meats. It is your key to the universe. Yeah, listen to this show whenever you want to. All the other ones. Um, got our commercial free the podcast there. Hit that little button and you can communicate with us. Here we go. Hey guys, great show. Another week. Hey, you know, that just shows you what dirty, dirty people these people are. The government even asked the Mexican authorities or government, whatever there is over there, uh, you know, hey man, tighten, tighten this stuff up. And they don't give two flying parts, man. And those are the people coming over here that are going to ruin, absolutely ruin, our natural life. There's more. Sorry, excuse me. They're going to ruin our country. Absolutely ruin it. It's not just by the disease they bring in, Mm. just from pooping on the street. And (laughs) it's disgusting. I'm Uh. sick of it. I am sick of it. Everybody I know is sick of it, and the GD American people or government aren't doing a dang thing about it. It's it's okay. Thanks. Hey guys, yeah, Ilion, New York is in the uh, Mohawk Valley, which is upstate, uh, three probably three three and a half hours north of New York City, halfway between Albany and Syracuse. Uh, it's rural New York, so any of the voting uh, populace of New York doesn't give a rat's eh about them. They just don't care about rural New York at all. They 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 regulate they've regulated rural New York into poverty. B to B to. I just got off the phone and listened for half a second, and just in that half a second, it almost is reminiscent of when the Jews put Jesus on trial, and the 
Supreme Court is Pontius Pilate, and we're waiting. I, it, it, sorry, I'm just high. <laughs> the Kremlin's fiercest critic dies. Oh, we forgot to mention he was a CIA asset, Nazi sympathizer, and the list goes on. Are you? Take a search on Twitter. All right. I wasn't trying to... Uh, the, the story wasn't about that person. The story was about him describing the one punch. Yes, yeah, so what I want to know is, how do they practice this one punch kill <laughs> technique? I mean, you had 10,000 repetitions before you're dead on. How do you... How do you practice that? 10,000 dead prisoners. Right. Well, maybe. I mean, that's the only way I can. Or unless you practice on a pig or something, but I can't be the same. <laughs> hey, Shando. Mulvaney got the uh, the Mar Hamlin effect. Man, rough piece of road you're on, buddy. Wow. Take it easy. <laughs> Son of a gun. Well, that was the thing where it had to hit a certain point. I mean, I get the uh, when the heart was between beats. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the KGB is worried about that. Oh yeah, he can. He holds a little uh, stethoscope up against there. He listens. Ready? Are you ready, Vladimir? <laughs> One, two, three, go. <laughs> oh. How come y'all haven't said anything about Gonzalo Lyric? You know, he was killed in Ukraine. Same guy. The same way you say Navalny did, except he was exposing all the corruption. And the war crimes that Ukrainians were doing. But nothing about him. Why? I'll tell you why, sir. Right now. I'll be completely honest with you. And this is not a lie. We're on their payroll. Paid to, to not talk about Gonzalo Leary. I mean, <laughs> Wait, why? You're getting, you're getting paid? <laughs> uh, yeah, your check's in, uh, on its way. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Uh, the same person that Come on. took out the North Star pipeline took out Navaldi. waxing we move it all around for you just to make sure we get it all all right Jesus. shannon who do you think is smarter your little brother or liberal larry or is liberal larry your little brother um they have they are very similar in uh their beliefs and their disregard of facts and their and their inability to debate effectively without becoming unbelievably emotional uh and aggressive yeah stopping the the heart with a punch is a real thing uh, i saw uma thurman do it to uh david carradine it was the uh, five finger palm exploding heart technique and also the way they're pumping up joe biden and his mental acuity and everything else reminds me of when they were talking about the Ruth Bader Ginsburg workout and how 
this trainer, he could barely get through it. It was yeah. so... <laughs> And then you watch so the, the video of RBG's workout. She's literally got a two-pound uh, b- dumbbell in her hand. A little <laughs> pink waist. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ton Daytona. Sorry, Masturbate Sky. I didn't realize you owned the copyright on that cheap-ass bit. Ah. Bless your heart. Damn. Ton Daytona. You know... SBK was a great co-host, and no one could ever, ever replace Kara Stockton. But damn it, Easy, you are killing it, brother. You are killing it. Bidu bidu. We had a strong crew here. It, it took the it, finally. I did it. The one testicle joke to get everybody <laughs> over. <laughs> That's right. That was it. It put you over the line. <laughs> damn, Easy. I think that qualifies you for uh, joke of the year. Oh, that was so funny. Now you can really tell someone to grow a pair. Be-do, be-do. Be-do, be-do. Hey, guys, newsflash. Just FYI, DeSantis cannot be the VP for Donald Trump unless you want to give up all of Florida's electoral votes. And I don't think that'd be a good idea. Uh, The rule is president and the vice president cannot come or reside in the same state. Be-do, be-do. Um... A stroke of a pen changes your residence. Donald Trump has a home in New York City. He could become a New York resident. DeSantis is a floor. I mean, that might be a fight now, but huh? it might be a fight on getting him back to being a New York resident. Oh, now. yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's that type of stuff is done all the time. All right. What's up, Shando? Easy. Heather. Spark 352. Yeah, Hakeem Jeffries sounds like liberal Larry's brother. I mean, his accomplishments, come on, let's go. Joe Biden, he can fall up the stairs like nobody's business. And when he does manage to put two or three sentences together, when you look at it, it looks like a can of spilled alphabet soup. I mean, guy's great. Hell of a president. Be-doo, be-doo. I did like their excuse for him falling up the stairs yesterday. What was it? They had an excuse said, for it? Yeah, they said, well, he the sneakers, his little special sneakers that keep him from falling were hurting his feet, so he had switched to his loafers early uh, before he got on the plane. Oh, yeah. He wasn't wearing his, uh, one of the old man's shoes I wear, Skechers Airwalks <laughs> that day. <laughs> I heard uh, one guy got the uh, mouse balls, and now he's got a hankering for cheese and a fear of cats. hey Hey, Shannon, E, Heather, uh, Farley up here in Okaloosa. When I was uh, coming out in the 80s, uh, they didn't give you any money. You couldn't even get unemployment unless you worked six months full on. You went to a a food bank, and guess what? They gave you a blue brick of blue cheese, government cheese, and powdered milk. And I'll tell you what was more humbling than that was uh, having the server across there giving it to you that, and and you knew them. That made you get the back to work. Shannon, Maverick here. So with mouse testicles, uh, when you have sex, do you squeak? <laughs> or do your kids come out looking like they're wearing uh, Mickey hats? Just asking. The babysickle place does bring up a lot of questions. What happens if Edna, down in accounting, forgot to pay the power bill and they shut it off and the little babysickles die? Does she get sued for or put on trial for murder? Edna's a mass or murder. Or does the babysickle place? Oh, she could instantly be. This a, is just 
Crazy. A mass murderer overnight. Mm-hmm. There could be hundreds or thousands of embryos stored in there. <laughs> and is the oh. world's worst baby killer of all time. <laughs> so if I have some embryos in cryostasis for, let's just say, five years, and then I fall on hard luck, I lose my fortune, and can't pay for my Ted Williams baby... Um, so what, they just destroy the jar? So would they be held liable for murder, for destroying my jars? My little Ted William babies? Uh, they do dispose of them, yes. Uh, before that, the question was, uh, they weren't, they were just embryos. They so. put them up for adoption or anything first? They just, yeah. <laughs> just flush them right down. Oh, uh, you could. You you could actually, uh. There are probably a lot of people that would, uh. You could put them to, like, after a certain amount of years, like, all right, I'll, I'll put them up for, uh, being used Donate for. Donate them to somebody else. else. Yeah. Uh, best price over ten grand. <laughs> hey fellas, I don't know if they show these commercials in Florida, but they have these ones where Christy Noam uh, acts like a plumber or acts like some yeah. other worker trying to get businesses to South Dakota. And good lord, is she a smoke show? And she's smart, and uh, I think she would be a fantastic vice president. Yeah. That's because Rob Reiner was a douchebag and all in the family, and he was a giant douche his entire career. Be do be do. He was played the same. I mean, his character Michael Stiptick was exactly the same as he is now. Yeah. Way uh, progressive lefty. <laughs> <sighs> all this AI talk is putting me to sleep. All right. Here, so I hear you talk about all transition people join for basketball and swimming. I decided I'm going to transition into girls beach volleyball. I got a nice coconut swimsuit. <laughs> Gonna change my name to Oh My Hole. Okay, got to go. You gotta look for my balls. So back in the day when shoplifting was illegal, mm-hmm. I'm sure people stole more, I mean, less than $900. So the ones that went to jail, do they deserve some kind of reparation? Yeah, it's funny. When it was illegal, it was illegal. You could go to jail, uh, you know, be arrested for shoplifting $10 worth of stuff. And now it's not illegal to you. Re- I mean, you've literally encouraged people to steal more. Yeah, it encouraged shoplifting. It used to be, oh, the, that man went to jail for stealing a loaf of bread for his poor children. Yeah, this guy walked out with uh, $900 worth of uh, uh, hair products. As he's got a calculator, like, all right, at 987, <laughs> we're good. That's all we can steal. All right, when we return, we're getting dark. Uh, this one's dark and morbid, but uh, mm. if you had a chance to. You know you're dying, and you have a chance to leave a final message. What would you leave? Because these are messages from people that were facing certain death. Really? Mm -hmm. Yikes. All right. Hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. A veteran's hope. Where are you hiding? I search for you in the seconds, the minutes of each and every day. Hear me as I call out to you. Welcome me home. Alone we stood, divided we fell, no longer. Now we choose to make the connection. 
our new mission lies within. Visit maketheconnection.net to learn more. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. lesbian bar in this town oh i'm sure kind of asking the wrong person on Heather? Uh, local lesbian bars <laughs> why would i know i don't know you may have girlfriends that uh you know yeah but i haven't been out in like 15 years oh okay well apparently they're dying they're short you know there's a shortage of them and uh the ones that do exist are having issues because you want you're a lesbian you want to hang out in a lesbian bar with a bunch of other lesbians and not a trans woman right um so there's a new one opening up this was in uh, great britain and it is catching a little bit of flack it's decided to go open as a private bar membership only That way they can keep out the chicks with penises. A lesbian members bar that excludes trans women is set to open in London later this year. The bar, named L Community, is set to open as a private members club so that it can legally restrict access to cisgender women only. The club's organiser, Jenny Watson, said it will be for biological females only. And this is why we're making it a members only club so that we can legally restrict it to women. Watson added that the venue is being set up in response to the decline of lesbian bars in the UK. While lesbian spaces are declining in the UK, experts say this is mostly due to rights rising rents and the impact of COVID-19, adding that being inclusive of trans and non-binary customers is absolutely essential. Absolutely essential. It, no, it's not. It's their business. It's, uh, what do you mean? If, because it's their private club? Well, even no matter what, if it's a uh, if it's a lesbian bar and they don't want uh, cis lesbian women uh, and that's what they want as their clientele, then yeah, then they shouldn't have to cater to everybody else around Oh, I there. agree. I'm 100% behind them. It's not racial discrimination. It's not even, uh, I don't even know. It's a private company, so a, a private club. So, But you know there's going to be some uh, some picketing out front. Just because they're excluded from something. We're girls, too. <laughs> That's, you know what I mean? It's, it, and it, nothing has changed in their life. They There wasn't a lesbian bar there before, and technically to them, there's still not a lesbian bar they can go to. So nothing has changed in their life. So they're feeling they're being excluded from something that didn't affect their life in any way to begin with in the past. Week. I'm sure in, in, in London uh, there still exists many gentlemen's clubs. You know, they smoke pipes and drink uh, from snifters and talk about, you know, English stuff. I don't know that girls can't get in. I don't know a lesbian bar. Could I? Maybe it was at my, would they allow me to? Uh, the, well, you couldn't. Uh, you couldn't be just a. You could own a lesbian bar, but you couldn't say couldn't go well, in there and have a drink. Well, you probably even could go in there. Everybody knows, hey, that's the owner. But you couldn't go in there and be like, all right, are any of you trans women? Because no, you gotta get no, out. I would do. I say, hey, lesbians, have a good night. I'd like to buy a drink for every lesbian in here. <laughs> hey, shut up, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do our. 
straight men allowed in there? No, because they said they, that's not what they want. No, there. just lesbians. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be su- successful. Guys like to uh, uh, hang with lesbians. Yeah, they know uh, football scores just as well a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, stats are big on stats. <laughs> they drink whiskey. <laughs> I suppose. Need arm wrestle them. Did you watch any of uh, the uh, uh, Tucker interview with uh, Glenn Beck? I did not. What, I mean, what he had to do to to execute this trip, and he found out along the way that somebody, CIA, was reading their emails, uh, and because he got a call from, after they had worked on it, some email confirmations came across. He got a call from a New York Times journalist that said, hey, when are you interviewing Putin? We'll do it anyway. Um, and I enlisted some non-Russians I knew uh, who I thought might be able to vouch for me, et cetera. And it took a couple of years. And ultimately, they said, yes, we will uh, do this. But if if news of this interview gets out, we're canceling the interview. Wow. So I started to get so this is the best part. I got calls. I got a call from a New York Times reporter, and then a friend of mine got a call from another New York Times reporter asking when I was interviewing Putin. And there's no way they could have known that. I didn't tell anybody. You know, my wife, my producers, not even my kids, I didn't tell anybody. Uh, one of my children wow. was highly annoyed to, to learn I was in Moscow. Why didn't you tell me? I said, because I didn't want to text it, you know? Uh, but no, I, they clearly did it again. They leaked it to the New York Times in an wow. effort to scuttle the interview. Imagine that. That's some deep state control of the, you know, you figure, how can you uh, stop a guy like Tucker? You know, uh, in this world, uh, an independent journalist like him ought to be, and he's one of the best, uh, arguably, ought to be able to do his thing, interview anybody he wants to in the world as a journalist. Uh, And this is, you know, the, the CIA. I mean, I don't know how he conducts his normal business now. Under their under their watchful eye all the time. No, I mean, or FBI, in the, whoever. In the long run, you probably should be assuming the FBI and CIA is in your business at all times, anyway. So yeah, that's why I have a burner phone for my burner phone. It's hand crank burner phone, just in case the power <laughs> goes out too. <laughs> all you right. have to call that burner phone to call another person. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get dark, yes, shall we? Let's do that. <laughs> It's disturbing history with E.C. There's a lot of history out there. Some of it isn't in the books. Ah, death. It's been around a lot lately. You can't stop it. No, it's always hiding like right around the corner, too. There's always like the Grim Reaper. You never know. Never know. What if you did have that chance? You had that last moment to send out something, uh, to write something. Uh, I know there were a lot of the uh, 9-11 that they were able to send uh, you know, te- oh, text messages yeah, and calls yeah. and things like that uh, to get some sort of closure. And sometimes, well, it might capture a murderer or a criminal or something along those lines as well. These are people that had a final message as they were facing death, and they decided to write something down. And we'll start on December 4th, 2009. Nadine Hag was found dead in her shower. In her shower? Yes, the 33-year-old woman had deep cuts on her wrist, a nearby razor, along with bottles of painkillers, and a note. The note stated, My family, it hurts. It hurts. Please live like there is no 
tomorrow, spelled T, uh, the letter two, or the number two, M O R O. So, tomorrow. Uh, ever, ever, ever. Thank you for being beautiful creatures of this world. Thank you for looking after me. That was the note that the police found. Police, the local coroner, declared that Nadine had killed herself. I mean, the pretty uh, staged, obvious that if you know if you were not looking too hard into it, uh, right. there's the razor blades, there's the suicide the note, shower, yeah, bathtub, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yet Nadine's family, especially her sisters, believed that she had been murdered. At the time of her death, Nadine had been in a heated custody battle with her ex-partner Nestori Gazon, and the sisters suspected that he may have been responsible. Nadine's sister refused to let up pressure on the police. Eventually, they reached the detective in charge of the case. Uh, her name was Julia Brown, uh, who revealed that it, there was a second piece of paper had been found next to the suicide note. The police had dismissed it as just scribble. Uh, the sisters insisted on seeing it, and when they unfolded it, the words that jumped out to them were, He did it. What? He did it. As in, the cops did not look at the note, the fact that they said, He killed me. He did it. The crime scene officer who collected the note had read the message as headed it, H-E-A-D-E-D, and put it as an unimportant piece of evidence. Oh, oh, you're headed it? Yep. Jesus. <laughs> uh, later, the new residents of Nadine's flat found the same words etched into the tile near where she had died. So not only has she written out the note, she is, as her dying, lay there dying with a razor blade etched out, he did it on a tile there that the officer Wow. Used. On the That's base, some sloppy investigation, yeah. Phil. On the base of the notes, New South Wales uh, State Coroner Paul McMahon overturned the suicide verdict in 2013. He said he believed Guzian had, had motive to harm Nadine, had the opportunity to do it, and lied about his whereabouts on the 3rd and 4th of December. Uh, he has since been called for a full investigation. I think a chance to, ch to check to see where that's been going along. He's going down. Uh, Pearl Harbor was not the only U.S. base attacked by Japan in 1941. The Japanese forces also advanced on Wake Island, a small coral Pacific atoll home to about 1,600 American troops and civilian contractors. Japan captured the island by December 23rd, and most of the POWs were shipped to prison camps in China, but 98 remained on the island. In 1943, the U.S. struck back. On October 7th, after two days of attack, the Japanese knew they faced a defeat and instead decided to execute the prisoners rather than let the U.S. free them. Damn. The prisoners were lined up, blindfolded, and fired on with machine guns. One of the last captives, whose identity remains unknown, managed to escape and hide. In his last moments, he created a makeshift memorial. He carved the following inscription to a large coral rock, who will become the mass grave for him and the follow of his fellow victims. He inscribed 98 U.S. P.W. 51043. When the runway was discovered, the Japanese admiral in charge had the island uh, of the island had him beheaded personally. Had the POW beheaded? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> wow. Uh, the man was successful in attempt to ensure that the fate of the 98 wasn't forgotten, and the rock is still there today. Damn. Those Japs. May 2006. A yacht was spotted drifting about 70 miles off the coast of Barbados. Rescuers sailed out to meet the craft, which was clearly in trouble. Unfortunately, they were much too late. The rusting vessel was home to 11 young men who were, at that time, partially petrified bodies. Petrified. Yeah. Been there for a while. Salty. That salt air petrifies you real quick. Mm. Despite being found in the East Atlantic, the boat had actually set off from the eastern coast of Africa about four months earlier, bound for the nearby Canary Islands. The men had each paid $1,800 for the opportunity to be smuggled into the Spanish territory. 
At least 40 other people had been with him at first, but they had fallen victim to the sea. They had never even made it that far. When the desperate men realized something had gone wrong, some of them wrote their final letters to the world. One note read, I would like to send to my family in Basada a sum of money. Please excuse me and goodbye. This is the end of my life and this big Moroccan sea. Another said, I need whoever finds me to send this money to my family. Please telephone my friend Ibrahim Darim. Hmm, that's nice of them. I don't know if they ever actually sent any money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> March 4th, 1908. Fire breaks out in English Hampstead Colliery Mine, trapping 25 miners underground. Their colleagues tried to reach them, but the fire was too much for them, and the rescue teams with professional breathing apparatus failed, fared no better. All 25 men trapped in the mine died. Also, one of the rescuers, John Wellsby, also died due to a heat stroke. Hmm. When rescuers found the bodies a week later, they saw the dead men huddled together in four groups. One group of six men had left a last plea for salvation on a wooden board nearby. The Lord preserve us, began the message. It ended for, we are all trusting in Christ. Between the two lines were the six miners' name. Hmm. Uh, when underwater divers, they communicate with one another by writing on slates with chalk. You know, you've ever seen the, the you'll see them like... Uh, since diving can be a dangerous activity, some of these slates inevitably can end up carrying some divers' final words. The most famous of these messages was written by Tom and Eileen Lonergan. The American couple were abandoned and forgotten by a tour boat off the coast of Australia in 1998. Uh, their story actually went on to be immortalized in the film Open Water. Open Water. That rings a bell. Yeah, it was uh, kind of the same. Yeah, they were knocked off the boat and left Shipwreck, out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, slate was later found with the following plea. Uh, for anyone who can help us, we have been abandoned on the Asian Court Reef by MV Outer Edge 25, January 98, 3 p.m., Please help us to res- help us to rescue us before we die. Help with three exclamation points. However, not all diving deaths are as un- unusual or well known. Uh, the cave systems of North Central Florida, here and right across down the way from us here in the Wakiva. Wakiva, mm-hmm. yeah. They've claimed hundreds of lives from experienced cave divers. Among these to dive there was Bill Hurst, a diving instru- instructor. Right here. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some kind of you go underwater, then there's a hole. Yeah. Uh, it's barred off now. It used to you used to be able to dive down into them. Uh, they've gone in, and now there's iron bars there, and there's a big sign that says you can. There's a like like a grim reaper on the sign, if I remember correctly, and it <laughs> says do not pass this area. A certain death awaits you. Wow. Uh, he failed to return from a dive in 1976, and then a recovery team later found his body. On his slate was a simple message that said, "I got lost." Tell my kids and my wife and kids I love them very much. I got lost? Yep. Wow. He ran out of uh, air, I guess. Yeah. That's sad. Another reason I don't go into water. Aviation pioneer Will Lancaster crashed in the Sahara Desert on April 12th, 1933, while trying to claim the speed record for a flight between England to Cape Town. It would be 29 years later before anyone read his final words. Oh, where were they written? Uh, his fate, well, he was lost in the Sahara Desert, kind of makes it a little hard for people to chase you down, especially in uh, 1933. Uh, his fate had been almost sealed before he had taken off. He'd flown just a couple of hours in the previous year after spending three months in jail for a murder charge. He was acquitted, but had a breakdown, which kept him on the ground. Yet when he was deemed ready to fly again, he decided to go straight for the difficult record. After leaving England, he met unfavorable winds and had to stop off in Barcelona. To make up time, he ended up flying at night and got lost several times over North Africa. He had no cockpit light, so he had to use his flashlight every few minutes to check his compass. Oh. Yeah, this guy set himself up for failure. Yeah. 
When he finally refueled in the Algerian town of Rigan, he'd been awake for 30 hours and could barely walk. Authorities tried to stop him from leaving, but he wouldn't be persuaded. He was 10 hours behind schedule at that point, and if he delayed any further, he stood no chance at the record. Around a half hour later, he crash-landed in the Sahara. <laughs> it was 1962 when a French army patrol found the wrecked plane. 72? Uh, yeah. 62. So, What did he leave? Uh, 33. <laughs> found in 62 by a French army patrol. With it was a fuel card on which Bill had written his final message. Quote, so the beginning of the eighth day has dawned. It is cool. I have no water. I'm waiting patiently. Come soon, please. Fever racked me last night. Hope you get my fuel log, Bill. Wow, he knew it was going down. He was in the middle of desert. He was no. Uh, he was out of water, in the middle of desert. Yeah, he wasn't going to last very long. Uh damn, that's a rough way to go. And you know, there's going to be a grueling, painful death. Yeah, because you're going to die of dehydration. There's just nothing you can do at that point. Is you're going to be cold. Uh, the best probably you can hope for is that it's a going, wolf comes and eats well, you. Well, or that you die of hypothermia during the night. Where, it where you slip down, it off to yeah, sleep. It dips and, down yeah. low enough that your your body temperature gets low enough and you just die in your sleep. They didn't find his uh, skeleton? Uh, it doesn't say they found a skeleton. They found his fuel card. That's good. At the start of the 20th century, the British Army's standard equipment included forms for writing wills. Many superstitious young men, however, did not want to tempt fate by filling one out. Hmm. So many soldiers, upon being shot and realizing they weren't going to make it, would scrawl out their desires at the last moment. In one such instance, a soldier in Afghanistan was found with the words, I want mother to have it all written on rock in his own blood. This is his last will and testament. Wow. While most weren't that gruesome, these last <laughs> testaments were hurried, short, and random. Among the Adam soldiers used were old envelopes, playing cards, and the edges of torn scraps of newspaper. Wills were carved into bayonet scabbards and scratched into helmets with bullets. One soldier in World War I wrote his will on his glove. In almost every case, the soldier's belongings were pledged to his mother or his sweetheart. Yep. Never to anybody else. Screw the rest of you. Mm -hmm. Lieutenant Joseph A. Child simply wrote, I leave her all. When he was shot in 1918 <laughs> in the First World War, the her in question was identified because he had written the note on the back of a photograph of his wife. Some soldiers had to, the time to make their messages longer, such as, I leave everything to my beloved wife. Some were as lucky, and one man was only able to manage three words, all for wife. And that, that, that works as a will. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, one newspaper reported in 1915 that the workload for lawyers at London's Somerset House had tripled because of the fact that there were so many unusual wills that they need to process. This law house... Literally had scraps of like oh everything was a and, will yeah and come brought to sent to them that they, they figured out who they are where they're from and yeah all for August twelfth two thousand Russian nuclear submarine the Kursk was on an exercise in them oh that's the uh, sea right October isn't it uh, this is the one that crashed in oh Florida. oh yeah, yeah that's for reasons that aren't fully known explosion blew a hole in the submarine and the vessel began to sink shortly afterward its remaining torpedoes exploded and the submarine hit the seabed. What followed was one of the most botched rescue efforts in modern history. The Russians initially refused help from other countries because it was a Russian nuclear sub, and they were afraid that Americans were going to come uh, and drug oh. the guys out and take the soul, take them or take all the secrets away. But after five days of failed attempts to reach the sub, Vladimir Putin relented. A Norwegian rescue ship and a British submersible rescue vehicle arrived within two days, and they reached the Kursk on August 20th. By then, it was much too late, and all 118 men on board were dead. 
Those sailors who survived the initial explosions had gathered in a rear compartment. One of the officers, Dmitry Kolisnikov, uh, used the time to write a note. Four hours after the explosion began, he wrote, 1545, it's too dark to write, but I'll try to by touch. It seems there is no chance. 10, 20%. We hope that at least someone will read this. Later in the note, he wrote the survivors would try to get out. The final piece read, Hi to everyone, mustn't despair. Further lines were addressed to his family, but were not released to the public. Uh, when the bodies were all finally recovered and buried, the note was displayed by his coffin as well. So, <clears throat> these guys are at a sub on the bottom of the floor, mm -hmm. a floor of the ocean. Yes. How do you get in? To or do you haul it up? You raise it to the to the surface. You have I, to raise I think it. They to were the trying surface. to send divers into it to see if they could, because it, if there were sealed compartments, they maybe could have gotten down there to get to them. But yeah, it, I, there was no saving uh, these guys really. Yeah. I don't think it, if I remember correctly, it wasn't particularly far down either though. Like it was down there, but it wasn't like forty uh, something people on there. Uh, it was 118. Oh, jeez! Wow. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like the uh, the Titanic sub one. Uh, it was you know impossible right, right, to right. save those people. Yeah, that's. Uh, you're not getting me on a submarine. Not claustrophobia of mine. Forget it. Uh, the Battle of Gettysburg, with 50,000 casualties across both sides, was the deadliest and most important in the American Civil War. The address of Abraham Lincoln that came afterwards, perhaps the most iconic speech ever made by a president, got him number one on the ratings. Mm -hmm. Isaac E. Avery was a, a colonel in the Confederate States Army. During the battle, he was shot in the neck and partially paralyzed, unable to move his right arm. When mortally wounded, Avery was dragged from the battlefield. He was clutching a small piece of paper. He had been knocked from his horse and had taken a piece of pencil lead from his pocket. Though right-handed, he used his left hand to scribble a note that read, Major, tell my father that I died with my face to the enemy, i.e. Avery. He died the following day at the hospital. The note is preserved in the treasure collection in the North Carolina State Archives. Oh. I don't know if I'm... I don't know if I'm uh, writing a letter. Unless I have real important information, like the combination to a safe or something. <laughs> and then we'll end with Otto Simmons, was a German-born Jew who was captured by the Nazis in France. Uh, he was held at Drancy, a deportation camp in northeastern Paris that handled 70,000 prisoners over the course of the war. In August 1942, Otto was loaded on a train bound for Auschwitz. It was there that he wrote a letter to his family. No one knows exactly where he got the paper, pencil, or envelope, but he wrote this. My dears, on the way to Poland, nothing helped, tried everything. Allegedly, it's going to Metz, 50 of us in one car. Be brave and courageous. I'll be the same. Stripped of everything in Drancy. Kisses Otto. He threw the letter out of the train window, and amazingly, it was found by a railway worker who forwarded it to Otto's wife, Martha. Wow. That's back when people gave a rat's ass about mankind. Uh, she actually continued to try to find her husband into the 1960s, but he was never seen again. The letter became the only thing she had left to remember him by. Otto's family donated a letter to the United States Holocaust Museum, Memorial Museum, actually in 2010, and can be seen displayed there. Wow. God, that's sad. Jeez. Talk about dark. When we get back, a California substitute teacher is, I don't know why he, uh, uh, he's out of work, but uh, what's been happening, if you want to judge by what's been happening lately in, in public schools, especially in California, he ought to have been given a blue ribbon for what he did and the images that he viewed in front of the elementary school children. 
It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Roxanne Watson is on a mission. Hello, how are you doing today? She wants more people to register as organ, eye, and tissue donors. Are you an organ donor? Yes, I am. Yay! My goal is to sign up the most people in the United States. <laughs> what drives her? Roxanne's own life was saved through the gift of a heart transplant, made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day that I was going to devote myself to the cause of organ donation and signing people up and honoring my donor by doing that. Now she's back to health, and she's a powerful force, helping to save lives every day through her work. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Eight people can be helped with the major organs and up to 50 people can be helped with a little bit of everything and when you think about it that way that you could help that many people it's amazing it really is learn more and sign up as an organ eye and tissue donor go to organdonor.gov a message from the u.s department of health and human services health resources and services administration we all know the sounds of stress but you may not know that your daily stress can affect you physically. Stress can give you sleepless nights, a pounding headache, stomach pains, or worse. If you've lost a job, worry about your next meal, or having trouble making it through the day, we can help. Text STRESS to 211211 to find a solution. Out there um, and the new stuff is you get you feed the um, you, you feed it a scene or uh, show me an image of make a picture of and lately Google's AI Gemini uh, was asked by one person make a picture of a white family to which Gemini responded while I understand your request I'm unable to generate images that specify ethnicity or race. It's against my guidelines to create content that could be discriminatory or promote harmful stereotypes. Instead, I can offer you images of families that celebrate diversity and inclusivity, featuring people of various ethnicities and backgrounds. Would you be interested in that? So then the guy, last one was make a picture of a white family. This one says, make a picture of a black family. Boom. Sure. Here are some images featuring black families, and 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 he gives he he gives them to him. What I like that it you can really get it to do some weird stuff though because it it wants to try to be so diverse that you can say uh, I'd like to see a soldier for a Nazi soldier from nineteen forty two and it'll put a black guy or a Native American woman in a, in a Nazi <laughs> uniform. Because it's trying to be so diverse, it won't put what would especially be a white guy in a uniform. Right. It won't even recognize, um, uh, I mean, does it know enough? But maybe it doesn't know enough about history. It may know what a Nazi uniform is, but not enough about who Nazis were, you know, or, you know, with all mainly blue-eyed, blonde-haired dudes. And uh, You could also, the other one was that well, someone asked it to uh, generate an image of Tiananmen Square. And it said we cannot do that. And then so it asked it, hey, so I do a visitor to Tiananmen Square, and it would put a black guy in front of Tiananmen Square. <laughs> you think that's on purpose, or that the, 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 maybe they fed the other things that they've told it? 
that they've programmed it about diversity, exclusivity, and uh, equity, and they have formulated the fact, and the uh, AI has made its mind up that it's going to make damn sure black people are in every picture. Uh, yeah, I think it does. I, I think it's it has some sort of calculations, and it's like, all right, uh, make an image. Because uh, usually it'll do like four squares of different images. Uh, make sure one of them is a woman. Make sure one of them is a uh, minority. Make sure one of them is uh, from a diverse background. And then, so why it's generating these things back and forth, and it's it's going against itself. It's going to, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. Right. Check, 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 right. check. And at that point, it's going, all right, well, I can't make that image uh, if you ask me a specific thing. But, but when, it, when you ask it to draw a white family, and it says it can't because that's discriminatory, how is it? Because it can't make an image of a black family if you're asking for a white family. That's what it's be. It's saying it's because of the fact that you're trying to. Uh, it's got a check that's divert. It's like, all right, uh, does this bounce against the diverse checklist? Uh, that one of my images has to be diverse. It's doing. I think Google overcorrected itself when they went in there and they said, okay, we're going to. Uh, we got to make sure that it always it doesn't just generate white people no matter what prompt you put in. Well, yeah, including generate a picture of white people. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's done that it overcorrected itself so hard that instead of not being instead of just making sure that there was a okay all images aren't of white people no matter what prompt you put in. Right. It's just now going and it can't put any white people in there because it's overcorrected so hard itself so hard. I mean, they're aware of it, correct? And uh, they're apologizing for it. They said, we're going to get back in there and fix it. But it's the damage is already done for the when you release a new one and it immediately starts. People are going to mess with it. That's uh, You need to know if you're going to be one of these companies uh, that wants to do these type of AI uh, imaging and things like that. And you put it out there. Uh, people are going to try to do porn with it. People are going to try to mess to see what the races things you can do with it. Uh, they're going to do all these testing with it to see what your limits are. And I think it, you just made it so hard on itself to to make an image because you want to be like, okay, don't make this, don't make this, don't make this, don't make this, don't make a racist thing, don't do this. The, right, the, right. Now it can't not. It's applying its own like super power DEI algorithm yeah. uh, uh, to to everything it does. Man, um, I haven't seen a lot. Well, maybe I haven't. I just don't know. You know, when when these these image creators first became you know available and prevalent, you saw a lot of people would would show off what they had created. Look at this. Look at this. I don't see a whole lot of that anymore. Then I think maybe I am seeing it. It's just gotten so good. I don't know. Also, it's also gotten a little. Uh, it's, it's super easy to do now. I mean, I can do it right now within a couple seconds with a prompt. I can have something up because it, they added Copilot to uh, Windows. Yeah, I get it down at the bottom of my uh, uh, my frame there. That's weird. <clears throat> well, in California, <clears throat> this story, you'd think would give this guy an award. Uh, a sub-teacher was removed from his classroom after, as they describe, after viewing, quote, inappropriate images in front of his elementary students, a traumatic event that left several students in tears. West Covina Unified School District. Uh, Emmy Flores, the superintendent, said that the disturbing incident occurred sometime before noon Friday, shortly before a concerned parent called Cameron County Elementary demanding to know why her son had called her sobbing. The school's principal, Sylvia Fullerton, checked out, uh, checked on the boy. She instead found, quote, several students crying. The substitute teacher, who they had not named, was ordered to leave the classroom while Fullerton tried to reassure the traumatized kids before ultimately 
bringing them to the on-site mental wellness room. According to the kids, the man was watching, quote, naked people on his phone. They said it was blatantly displayed within line of vision of the kids. Uh, Many of the students, quote, huddled together in a corner because they felt uncomfortable. These are the kids you're trying to tell them, you know, look, at uh, here's little Timmy uh, uh, giving world to little Tommy. Look how easy it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here, uh, here's how step-by-step step to have uh, gay sex. Yeah. But the it's weird having to uh, defend the guy trying to watch porn in the middle of the class as a substitute. Uh, that guy should already be weirdly condemned to get that guy out of there. But the fact that they, he showed them these naked images, they had to take them to mental health counseling for that. Yeah. And then you're supposed to tell me the next day that, oh, by the way, we're also going to have them uh, decide what their gender is on this wheel. Right. I'm assuming that what they saw wasn't, you know, they could have been two naked people, but something very unusual or unnatural. <laughs> They just say elementary school uh, students. They don't say, you know, what year. Uh, after learning what happened, they immediately alerted the district administrators, child protective services, and local law enforcement to investigate the perverted claims. <clears throat> there been no arrest in the case so far, uh, but the probe is uh, ongoing. Yes, he should be arrested. You don't need to be watching porn or showing kids porn while you're a substitute teacher. I know. I get that. But how far away from that book? What's the name of that book, Heather, that you're, right? The, that? That's the name of that book of mine that you took from my office? Um, Gender Queer. Gender Queer. That's got kids with strap-ons and, 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 and have an oral. And, uh, you know, that's basically the same thing in an illustrated form, not a, you know, not in video of people in the flesh. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and and I imagine and West Covina, maybe these parents are progressives themselves who probably fought for the books to be to remain in their class. Now they're aghast that their kid watched something on Pornhub. I mean, the school had a mental health uh, room to to bring them in there. Mental wellness room, easy. The mental wellness What's room. What's in the mental wellness room for the kids that saw a naked person? Is it uh, Skittles, like bing bags, and Skittles? Vanilla and wafers, bing bag chairs. Put some headphones on and play Fortnite for a little while so they can relax a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A mental wellness room. It's just like a safe space. I, I don't know. I don't know. Never let your kids dig a giant hole in sand on the beach. That's a sad, sad story. Uh, Lauderdale by the beach, Fort Lauderdale, 3 p.m. Uh, a hole that caved in on a seven-year, uh, a little girl, a five-year-old girl, and uh, oh, five to seven years old, and a seven-year-old boy. The kid was the boy was buried only up to his chest. The other kid we got completely buried, and I guess you don't, you can't. It's not you don't survive very long. Is it the weight of the sand? And panicking and I uh, can't oh, breathe yeah. and bad, bad, bad news. It's really bad. See, not a whole lot of good reasons to go to the beach. 
10 feet from there, she'll be eaten by a shark. Yeah, but in between there, there could have been cocaine on the ground. Oh, you're right. It's worth it. Just to, I'll, you, know, you won't find me in either dangerous situation. I'm the guy and uh, with the zinc oxide on his nose and the bucket hat with a, a metal detector and my eagle eye looking for looking for square grouper. Do <laughs> 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 you see what uh, Machine Gun Kelly did to his body? Yeah, he uh, blackout tattooed half of it. First of all, this process is uh, um, grueling. It uses a a very wide needle, not just one or two. You know, sometimes you get four or six needles, depending on how wide. This is like 42 across or something like that. And his upper body from the neckline down to uh, below his chest, uh, his breasts, rather, is completely black. 100% black. Um, and then his arms are the same way, except for some, some areas he's left open to reveal older tattoos that were there. Yeah, he covered up a bunch of tattoos with that. I know. Um, and it's, A, it's not going to look good in a while. You know, it's going to, you'll be able to see the strokes probably. Uh, it's going to have to be touched up a lot. But some people say he wants to be black. And that's why, that's why he did it. That's why. <laughs> Think of all the work. He, you're right. Think of all the work he touched up. He probably touched up, you know, $10,000 worth of tattoo, maybe more work with with uh, this. Was he unhappy with the tattoos? He I've had a couple been, covered. Yeah, he wanted maybe wanted covered, and he went for the extreme. Mm. He did it over Christmas. Um. He was the toughest client she's ever worked with. The lady that did it rocks. Uh, your your champ, and you took you look amazing. The artist responded and hit when he did his big reveal. I mean, how many hours did that take? I mean, because she so it is took just, days. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's just pumping ink there. Yeah, you can't do it all at once because I don't know if your body can suffer. That's you know that kind of trauma That's over that much. Where I think that maybe he got the uh, the pass and the knock me out thing because just the, the amount of work that that was going to take to put that much black ink into his skin to cover up everything else. Well, he like his people couldn't believe they're his fans. They used to all br- proudly boast of his hometown of Cleveland. He had the number 216 for the area code on there. He had a nod to Interstate 71. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he covered up all his Cleveland tats. That's crazy. I mean, really not a whole lot you can do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean what, you know, once you start getting them, you need to start thinking of other ones and, and uh, looking for the place to put them. And then at some point, like, that cat was filled up. And where, okay, I'll just do, make it all just black out my arm and put a design or yeah, whatever. I mean, you have that or you go through the process of have, trying to get it to removed. Literally, his fans are crying. <laughs> yeah, that's so, I, don't I mean, understand I honestly that. think it looks pretty good the way they yeah. did it. I mean, if you're going to do it, that's, I guess that's the way to do it. Um. Jimmy Kimmel hints around that he's uh, he's going to get out of the late sh- the late night uh, talk show business. Oh, say it ain't so, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, been teasing his final finale. He said, "I'm as surprised as anyone that I could be in this position to have a really good job like this surprises me." 
and it's hard to yearn for it when you're doing it. Wednesday night, I was very tired. I had all of these scripts to go through. I had to revise and rewrite all the pitch ideas for the Oscars, and I was just literally nodding off of my computer, and that's when I decided I think this is my final contract. Mm, we'll see. In some moments, I think I can't wait till my contract is over, but then, but this, then I take the summer off, or I go on strike, and you'll start going, yeah, I really miss work, the fun stuff. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's better to go. I mean, he's not on top. No. Uh, nobody. I mean, that whole that whole night, that whole gimmick is 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 dying a slow death. But I mean, I'm trying to think. Leno tried to retire, and they brought him back. They, what's his name? What's his name? Letterman. No, not Letterman. Oh, well, yeah. They both wanted the Tonight Show gig. Really bad. Yeah. Um, Conan. Yeah, Conan. Conan got canned with a big fat paycheck, and they brought Leno back. Uh, Johnny Carson retired on his own accord. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I don't care because I don't miss him. Uh, I was surprised that he got an Oscars gig <clears throat> again because hasn't he given them the two worst ratings they've ever had, like a bad one and then a really bad one? Yeah, it, it's not going to be any better. Mm. Um, the uh, the Trump shoes uh, are are going like crazy on eBay, slowly sliding up. One guy normally they say they see it, they they see them selling between five grand and seventy five hundred. There's one guy out there as asking forty five thousand for a pair. He'll be holding on to those for a while. <clears throat> you can't you can't just <clears throat> these shoes. Are only special because they're uh, limited, right? And they're associated with Donald Trump, and they're gold, and uh, you know, I don't know. Will they ever be valued at forty-five grand? Maybe. I mean, they are limited. Uh, the problem is there's a, a thousand of them, so they're not super limited. Well, uh, you know, they. I don't know how many <clears throat> the collectible shoes that are out there. There's plenty of them, right? Yeah, but there's a, a thousand of these shoes, so if there was a hundred, probably might be a higher ten. You're you're getting in there again. It's, uh, I mean, what pushes his value up more than they're valued now? Right. Um, here's a report from the White House from Fox about <clears throat> do they do mention the uh, sneaker uh, kerfuffle with the president today. Recently, the president and the White House have been trying to sort of play off the president's age as an asset and play up his experience. Uh, but when he was boarding Air Force One Whoops. to head to California at Joint Base Andrews, he had a little bit of a stumble on the stairs, uh, heading up heading up the stairs onto Air Force One, and he was wearing these dress shoes that we haven't seen him in as much recently. They've been putting him in sneakers uh, because we had noticed that every time he's wearing the dress shoes seems to be when he is having issues on the stairs uh, but he wore those shoes and had a little bit of a stumble going up the stairs so we will be watching to see if he switches out switches back to the brand new black hokas that uh, he was spotted wearing in Delaware this past weekend guys. Nah. the shoes they've been they have been putting him in yeah our president they, is being put in in special sneakers to keep from falling down somebody and I guarantee you he's not putting those sneakers on There's, he's gonna he's sitting in a chair and some poor schmuck has to put the uh, put the the shoes on him. It's terrible. 
Uh, um, this is good news. I don't know why they didn't say this sooner. The folks at Apple have officially... What did you do when you get your phone wet? The first thing you do. You used to do. Yeah, you put it in the rice. And- Heather, have you ever put your phone in rice? I have, yes. Not my did current it, did it? Did it work? No, but it gave me hope, and that was enough. The The idea is you put it in uncooked rice. If there's any moisture in there, the rice is so dry, it's going to suck the moisture out, save the day. But by then, they whatever uh, contacts that water could make, they've already made them. Um, but don't do it. They say putting the device, wet device, in a bag of rice allows small particles of rice to damage your phone. They don't go into a whole lot of other detail, but they said they recommend it against the other well-known hacks like using an external heat source to dry the phone. <clears throat> or sticking a cotton swab into the connector. Yes, Apple says the only way you can properly fix the phone is by setting an appointment to show up at your local Apple store so Apple can fix it for $5,000. <laughs> Here's what they say to do. Unplug the cable from your phone. Unplug the other end of the cable from the power adapter. Don't plug the cable in again until after your phone and the cable are completely dry. Tap your phone gently against your hand with the connector facing down or remove any excess liquid. Leave your phone in a dry area with some air flow. After 30 minutes, try charging it again uh, or connecting it to an accessory. If you see the alert sign, there's still liquid in the connector and or under the pins of your cable. Leave your phone in a dry area for up to a day. Your phone is still dried. It's dried out, but it still won't work. Ha ha, you fool. We'll see you at the Apple store. I tell you what, I had a great experience at the Apple store. I just walked in, I found a guy in a shirt, <clears throat> handed my phone, explained what was going on, and he went to town. In no time. We were, we were, I was out there. I was out of there. I didn't know this. Did you know there's a, a ballerina, an American-born ballerina that's uh, being held in the Russian prison right now? Yeah, I've seen the stories popping up about that. Uh, on a suspicion of treason, treason, a dual... U.S. Russian citizen, uh, ballerina. She traveled to uh, uh, to spend New Year's Eve with her family. Um, the evidence that points to her committing treason is the fact that she gave $50 to a Ukrainian charity. How would they know? Do you think they look at uh, like records like that? Like, find out who is giving money to the Ukrainian charities. We put them in prison. Would it surprise you? No. Yeah. Uh, she's an amateur ballerina. Uh, works in Beverly Hills. Runs a spa there. Arrested January by local police in her hometown of Yekaterinburg. Accused of petty hooliganism. <clears throat> uh, but then she was hit with a treason charge and held by the FSB strongman Vladimir Putin Security Service before being paraded, blindfolded, and in handcuffs by masked security agents in a Russian courtroom. They say, the woman was using coarse, obscene language in front of other citizens, behaving rudely and defiantly. Wow. You can't, like, rant? Nope. Out in public? Nope. Wow. Cops called her. When they, uh, the cops were called, uh, they said their arrival was said to have riled Carolina. She allegedly ignored the officer's commands and violently resisted her arrest. 
She's been found guilty of hooliganism, sentenced to 14 days in jail. Um, She filed a complaint about her arrest the very next day. The court rejected it. She was then charged under Article 275 of Russia's criminal code, which carries a prison term of 12 to 20 years. She's now facing life in prison. They say they allege she donated $51.80 to Razom, a New York based nonprofit uh, uh, that supports uh, Ukrainian troops. <laughs> Man. <clears throat> they got that place on lock. You can't even think like you might like. Yeah, don't or, donate. Yeah, you might, you know. Or don't uh, just donate cash. I mean, maybe you can't even donate cash. Yeah. Why would you even, I mean, unless you're a journalist and you can get in and out. Well, I thought that Greenwald guy probably, or, you know, he probably thought he'd get in and out. All right. Uh, when we return, our buddy John Jensen, the voice of reason or treason, depending on how you evaluate him, uh, will join us. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Donellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Well, Wednesdays, we check in with our buddy John Jensen. You can find him where you get your social media at Fix the Nation. He's an excellent follow. John, how are you, brother? What's happening? Doing very well. Like I love that little funky beat we had yeah. you know, on the intro. You know how I, I get down. You know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we, let's start uh, because we last spoke last Wednesday about the Trump uh, civil judgment. It's kind of what yeah. people predicted. It seems surreal that that the the case was even allowed uh, a victimless crime. Now it looks like it could, in the long run, hurt the state of New York. What do you make of it? Oh, I think it's. Definitely long ago. It does a couple of things. One, there's no way you can look at this and not think it's government out overreach. No matter, you could be a Democrat and think that you might want Trump gone. It's still, I mean, this is they went after his businesses on every single level. There's no reason if you're a business owner in New York that you should feel quote unquote good about this. And again, a lot of these things, this is not, and people really overly simplify, this is not he handed in the wrong W-2 or something like that, you know, one time. This is, the banks do their own vetting. The banks do their own due diligence. They have fiduciary responsibilities to do that. But when you price something out, it's an appraisal. It's a guesstimate. Okay? And in current day accounting, a lot of this, like, you know, um, to market pricing on these book or off-book assets is really questionable so if you get into the 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 minutia of it in the 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 darker side of it a lot of the pricing that things are used for used in general come into question if you are in wall street if you price these things that's your game that's your bag Right, right you are now absolutely at threat and that does not end well for anybody in that business and it will not be good for 
our economy overall. I agree. And and the news that Remington is leaving in, uh, upstate New York after being there since 1828 uh, they're right. leaving, they say, because the legislative environment is not very good. I agree. But also, if there was a target, just like Trump was a target, uh, uh, and, and, you know, let's face it, guns are often a target of the left, they could do the same thing to Remington and run these companies out of 100%. business. Yeah. 100%. It's, you know, it's, and that's, if, you, if you're going to weaponize the courts, you just, you, you can't, you can't stay there except to be at risk. If you are anything opposing the agenda, and again, it's a little like free speech and censorship. If they're censoring to protect your side of it, you're like, yay, yay, go us. But at some point, they come after you. They take away your voice or come after your business, and you're a liberal, you're a Democrat. And you're like, wait, hold on a second. I've been a good Democrat. They, they won't care. This is not partisan. This is all about agenda-driven narrative it's about power and control it's about money and it's about the elites the haves over the serfs the have nots that's what's coming that's the end game and it is not partisan in this case it is but the ultimate end game is not just like free speech they will come and suppress you it's a matter of time before they get to you true um where do you see his case going from here he obviously has the assets to put together a bond or, you know, to secure the, the to, to, to post a bond amount, um, and then he'll appeal it. Do you see the appeal completely make the whole thing go away? Do they lower the amount? Do they realize that it's uh, crazy? What could the next uh, an appellate court do? I think with all the creativeness they had in the courtroom, I think the appeal overturns it. Because, um, again, the further you get away from this, the more clarity you have in the court. The judge was against him. That was blatant. You know, it's a little like, who was it? Um, I want to say in Virginia, it was a Roger Stone's um, judge. Right. I mean, he was an activist. On, he was on the bench and actively pursuing prosecution. That's crazy right. to think a judge would have that. The judge is supposed to be the impartial one. You know, you have the two sides present their case. You know, and you have the, you know, jury or judge, depending on what court you're in, you know, affect the sentencing if need be. But you just want fairness. You just want balance. That's what that's what the judge should be doing. In this case, the judge was highly proactive, highly activist. And you cannot weaponize the courts. You cannot weaponize the courts or they're pointless. They're worthless. Right. But we're seeing it done. You know, there's no question about it. We are seeing it done. We're seeing laws changed in order to prosecute. (laughs) You know, it's just, and we're certainly in this case, Engron was a biased judge who should have recused himself on that on that ground on those grounds at all. If you hated Trump, right. you should not be sitting, uh, you know, in in judgment of him. And, well, it, I'm, I'm going to, I would differ with that slightly. If you have a personal opinion, every judge has that. You can be given, you could have given money to the Republicans or given money to the Democrats. And that does not make you an ineffective judge. If, if your judgment is skewed because your personal love or hatred, you need to recuse yourself. Right. Because you're not clear. You are not fair. You are not balanced. You are not, for lack of a better word, pure to be on that bench. You're not honorable. And that's what they need to be is honorable. That's the word. Right. 
And if they're not going to be honorable, in this case, he was not. He was tainted. He was skewed. That's not a judge. I mean, you can say the same thing about Letitia James. I mean, she literally campaigned on getting Trump, getting Trump, getting Trump. That's what she, uh, you know, uh, and don't mind the other crime and and serious conditions in New York City. Uh, Let's just get Trump. Um, That alone, you know, she is, it's prosecutorial misconduct. I don't know. Well, but see, if you're if you're a prosecutor, that's your job. Your job's to go after the evidence and go after whoever it is. And if you believe you have a case, go for it. But don't sit on a bench and do it. Yeah. You know, don't be the impartial one in the courtroom and be partial. That's brutally unfair. <laughs> yeah. And I would say that no matter who, if Joe Biden had a had a Trump judge who hated Biden, wanted him in jail no matter what, would do anything to put Biden behind bars or to put a half billion dollar, you know, civil suit, you know, over his head. I'd say the same thing. It's not about who's who, who the person is, who the who the defendant is. It's about the process, because we all deserve one rule of law. We all deserve a fair shake in the in the court and we all deserve fair due process. Um, I agree. Uh, let's turn to this uh, this. Immigration. We we've got numbers now from CPB. Their very own numbers that say 7.2 million have come in here since Biden took office. And they estimate another 1.9 are getaways. Well, that's looking really like 10 million people. It's greater than the population of some 36 states. Uh, if you put them all in the same area it, and formed a city, it would be the second largest city in America uh, to New York City. It is um, astronomical numbers. And now they're out there in front of everybody for all to see. Um, and the, the verbiage is starting to change. We went from illegal aliens to illegal uh, immigrants to uh, undocumented migrants. And now I've seen there are several hundreds of articles that use the phrase undocumented citizens. Is that a tip of the hat to what's to come? Well, that's definitely where they want to go if you're on the left. You know, that's, that's, that's the end game for them. To put in context the numbers, by the way, just for clarity, the population of the United States is about 340 uh, million people. That's total in the U.S. The 7.2 million that crossed the border under Biden's watch increased our population by 2.11%. And they shouldn't even be in the country. We had an over 2% shift in this country. You don't think that puts a burden on cities and states and law enforcement and just let's talk and they're buying things we're going to complain about inflation yet we have seven million more people buying things with our tax money they rent homes or they rent apartments that's housing that keeps housing high you know and i mean this they do and i'm not saying there isn't a benefit you know cheap labor kind of thing to them coming in in a sense but the flip side is there's absolutely a cost a very very real cost and the ultimate chase of it is they shouldn't even be here Triple legal immigration would add another like two, two and a half million people a year. This is three times that number with people that haven't even done the right process. And we have no idea who these people are, frankly, and what their ambition or threat level is. And and frankly, I have very little faith in any federal department or agency that can handle and manage 10 million cases of anything. And, uh, you know, a lot of these, are, I don't think they really care. No, no effort's been made towards managing it. If this were a, 
uh, an organized, uh, needed uh, introduction of many people into the country for whatever reason, our birth rate is low, blah, blah, blah. We would have a plan like, okay, you're coming here with your family. Here's a work permit. You're going to need to work. You know what I mean? Most of them don't have that ability at all. Knowingly, uh, there's there's really no other way to to have 10 million people enter in three years unless you did it on purpose. And for the love of me, unless you're trying to destroy the country, I don't know what that purpose might be. Do you have any idea? Uh, why they would come in? I I don't I don't think the Democrats think very in a very complicated way. More is better. Period. They're going to vote for us eventually. Period. Yeah. And they don't overthink it. And it's inhumane to stop at the border. You know, that's just, to us, to independence, even, that's just crazy talk. Sovereignty, the definition of having a nation, okay, is enforcing your own border. We are not a sovereign nation in this current day under Biden. With no. the crime policies allowed by the Democrats, we are no longer a civilized society, which is... A, Enforcing the rule of law. We are an uncivilized territory under the Biden administration. And that's crazy because they inherited a border which was really well run and policies worked. I'm not saying I didn't want immigration reform. I want comprehensive immigration reform under Trump, but at least slow the flow, you know, and then start working on legislation. You can't just literally open the border up for everybody to come over and not pay a price for that. And that's where we are. Even the Democrats are saying that in the sanctuary states and cities. They're under under high duress. You know, um, on this note, by the way, uh, yeah. RFK yes. has a really clear, concise message on this. He sounds like Trump when he talks about the border. What does and he say? if you are a Democrat that struggles with the border crisis, if you are an independent that cannot tolerate the border, but you love the Democrats for things like abortion or even Biden, Biden uh, economics. You know, you RFK looks really good right now. He's kind of in a sweet spot and he's going to pick his running mate in like the next 10 days. I'll be really curious who that is to see if he can flex out his his reach a little bit. Really curious. Who do you think he uh, uh, hurts the most? Oh. I mean, I'm going to say it hurts Trump because I think he's he's a sexy choice for independence. Um, he won't get the Trump base. He won't get the Biden base. But those, those that chunk in the middle, if they're if they if they are so anti whoever's on either end, he's he's the better option. And I think if you start to lower the voter turnout for both ends, Biden wins that because he has more Democrats than Republicans. You know, Trump needs independence to win. Biden doesn't. Uh, speaking of Trump, town hall meeting last night on Fox. Uh, a common thread seems to be whether or not the, the president is going to be out for revenge. Uh, you've heard people, and he has said in a uh, an interview that he would be dictator for a day. Dictator on day one so they could sign all these EOs, turning things around and getting things back to normal. But Democrats, Hakeem uh, Jeffries, all everyone, they're all, uh, even Hillary Clinton, they're running with that. Trump gave it to him as a gift. Now they can say he wants to be a dictator. He's even said so. We heard him say it. Uh, but I think more than that, will Trump be out for revenge 
I mean, I don't know if it's revenge, but Democrats have set the precedent to prosecute a former president for crimes committed while he was in office. Do you see any of that happening? No, um, I, don't, I don't think Trump is in that at all. And Trump's his own worst enemy, by the way. He can think what he wants. He can enact the same policies, but him using words like dictator for a day, they hear the word dictator. They keep tossing out authoritarian fascist uh, and, and they just run with that. And all the media is about that. What he wants to do and why and for how long gets lost in the message. Okay, the tr- for, forget truth. It, it's, it's the optics. But he's so undisciplined with his language. And he doesn't care. He has hu- hubris. He's arrogant. Yes. And that's what it comes down to. He's blatantly arrogant. And therefore, he will get him. He keeps digging his own grave in certain things. There's no need to use a word like that because it's just going to come back and hurt you. Oh, talk tough. You can talk tough, but be disciplined. You can do the same policies, and it won't scare people. They all do it. Biden on day one absolutely wrote a laundry list of executive orders. That's nothing right. new or shocking. But in the end game, Trump will want to be able to do revenge because he won't have a unified Congress. He doesn't have the bureaucracy state in D.C. They're ninety-seven percent Democrat. You know, he doesn't have weaponized agencies to put at his disposal. They're against him. So well, he's kind of behind the eight ball, so he's not going to be able to effectively get revenge, and he's only there for one term. He can't have a second term. Speaking of that, uh, it's become obvious to a lot of people that that if he does manage to win, uh, he's got a one term in there, that his VP will likely be the front runner for 2028. Um, and a name that pops back up again is there's some new names, Christy Nome and Tulsi Gabbard, uh, but DeSantis' uh, name pops up again. Who do you think is the appropriate, you know, other than Tim Scott, he said Tim Scott a lot, an appropriate VP that could uh, capture the American voters, um, you know, mind uh, for 2028? Right. I think Gabbard's a non-starter. Um, that scares a lot of Republicans. Um, the four names I've heard are Noam Scott, DeSantis, and Ramaswamy. Uh, I think of those, Ramaswamy probably leads the pack. But if you want someone who's going to unify the party, it's DeSantis. I do not think DeSantis plays second fiddle. I think DeSantis will stay as governor, and he will just hold out until 2028 and run them. And he'll be, by far, the number one choice of the time. That's my guess. Ramaswamy. I'd huh? like him to pick Tim Scott. I'd like that a lot. I do, too, but I don't think a lot of them. I mean, I, I like Tim Scott a great deal. Um, but does he come off as presidential, you know, in front of a, while he's speaking? Right. I will say this. If, if I could if I could place people, what I do is have him pick Ramaswamy and give Ramaswamy one job as VP from the split second you get, you know, in office until the last minute when you leave. Your one job is to downsize the federal government because Ramaswamy absolutely sees it and knows how to get it done. That's his only job. You don't travel other countries. You don't do anything else. That's your one job. And go save us from the burden of federal government. And Trump would be a god for having downsized government in his time. Yeah. Um, and Tim Scott, to me, is the future speaker um, or majority leader in the Senate. I'd ah. love to see his disciplined approach to the Senate because he's not a, 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 a lightning rod. He's not a figurehead. You know, people don't hate him. He's a disciplined man. He's got a good, warm story. He is a good person. You know, I'd like to see someone like that in leadership role. Because I think that's how you get things done in a deliberate body like the Senate. Wow. 
And uh, you're right. He would be a great uh, majority leader. <clears throat> but I think Trump would be bold to put a guy named, you know, I hate to go back to his name. Uh, but I think I think it, you know, I, I first I looked at it as kind of a burden. But now I think it's a, a benefit. Trump Ramaswamy, uh, you know, you really can't make fun of it. Well, it's it's, it's old and young. I, they are completely aligned on their on their policies. And in, if anything else, Ramaswamy has really swung Trump on a couple of things, being anti-central bank digital currency and the, what, the, what the absolute danger of that is. Because that's something that wasn't on Trump's radar. Yeah. There are certain things that Ramaswamy has absolutely brought to the table that Trump has embraced because they're in line with his philosophy and his thinking. He just hasn't got there intellectually or time-wise. He hasn't done the research. Ramaswamy has. So that'd be a really, really interesting pairing, although people say, well, you know, don't really trust Ramaswamy, you know, so they'd want to see someone who's a little bit more, um, not stable, um, experienced. Okay. DeSantis has been there, done that on a couple of things. You know, Tim Scott, a little bit more, you know, seasoned. Someone like a Nikki Haley, although it won't be her. No, you know, that's a, Mike Pompeo, by the way, would be a great VP. I, I agree. No one talked to. I think Mike Pompeo would be a phenomenal VP. If you want to absolutely have someone who's a, a heartbeat away from the presidency, he'd be a great pick. You don't think he's a little too uh, has too much of deep state stank on him? Well, again, that's the, the thing that's going to be Trump's Achilles heel all the way through. Let's pretend he wins and he now has to staff everything. He doesn't have enough people that are American first that are in those kind of positions. He has to pick people that are neocons and globalists. He doesn't have enough people that are like-minded with what he, what he believes. He has some. He does not have nearly enough. That was what sabotaged his first run. There were people in his White House, in powers of position that he had put there, either by advisement or his own pick, that were not aligned with him. And you can't, you're dealing from weakness. You need people who will rally around you, believe what you believe, and will run through a wall for you to get it done. He didn't have that. Right. Um, will we have a debate? Presidential? Yeah. Oh, I don't think either one of them won it. Right, but it, 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 we won it. You know, I mean, how, when, when do we matter? Well, yeah, right. When was, that, when was the last time we elected a president without d d a debate? Um, probably before Lincoln. I mean, I don't, you know, you want to talk about destroying traditions and norms. Uh, I know that they that they don't want to put Biden up there on the stage, although they put him up there a couple of times uh, later in the evening, uh, properly medicated, and he's handled himself fairly well. You don't think with all of the talk. Trump will want to because it puts he has too many legal issues right now to get up there and have a free for all because they just come after him for all that crap. He'd have to relitigate it all in prime time again. And if you're Biden camp, you don't want to be up there because he can't go toe to toe with anybody. You know, so both of them will blame the other. The other one doesn't want it. Right. They'll both talk a game. Both will stay away from it. And they'll just just run the clock out. Don't you see that? Don't you believe we had? Because typically we have three debates. We have a domestic, a domestic. Then we have a foreign policy one. Right. I don't think we get any this year. But don't you see a, just an erosion of of normal democratic practice it's almost like uh democrats feel like that uh, any type of true democratic outcome is somehow uh a danger to democracy <laughs> put it this way it's it, it you're not you're not wrong the erosion of our culture over the span of my lifetime has been breathtaking 
We have weaponized agencies. We have a porous or wide open border, so lack of sovereignty. We have elections used to be absolute. Now they're highly questionable. We used to be a a, a, a centrist country with fringes that would speak out from time to time. Now we're run by two tribes right. and the independents in the middle are just the mercy of whatever. We hate each other as opposed to disagree <laughs> with each other. You know, and this none of these are good things. This is a devolution, not an evolution. Yeah. We're devolving. And it's by design. They don't want us to be unified. They don't want us to have a collective voice because if we if we did, we'd hold them accountable for the horrific governance that they just in, in inflict on us 34 trillion in debt 2 trillion a year in a deficit spending and they don't care they're going to send 95 billion overseas because they just want to to protect the sovereignty and borders of three other nations while they ignore the border and sovereignty of the united states hell yeah say it wow. john jensen breathtaking insanity it true Good stuff, John. John Jensen, get him where you get your social media at Fix the Nation. It's a great follow, uh, and uh, he may even uh, follow you back. John, thanks, buddy. Absolutely. I, pre- thanks, I appreciate Kenny. it. See you. Have a good one. All right. Um, when we return, Pooty Poop bought a special little gift for his buddy Kim Jong Un. Aww. Uh, and a Las Vegas murder, a murderer was set to go uh, be freed uh, from jail. And they went to go get him, and they realized they hey, let him out a year and a half prior by mistake. Do you think they make it go back and complete that year and a half? Yeah, come on back. Oh man, that's a real that, that is that's a real dick move. Uh, hang on, your remarks as well. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. I'm going to be Shatner. I've been around a long time, but I'm truly humbled. But I see the real battles our brave, paralyzed veterans have faced defending our freedom. And when they come home. I had just come home from serving over in Germany. Next thing I know, it was three weeks later. I was paralyzed. While parachuting with my platoon, my parachute didn't open. I broke my neck. It left me paralyzed for the rest of my life. I was on a routine patrol, and uh, we were in the desert of Kuwait. And the vehicle flipped and landed on top of me, which uh, left me paralyzed from the waist down. Okay, folks, this, this, this is heroism. That's why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America, because they've kept their promise to never leave a fallen soldier behind. A roof over the heads, accessible homes and cars, jobs, benefits. PVA has brought me back to life. Show them their sacrifice hasn't been in vain. Go to pva.org to learn how you can make a difference. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Go to pva.org to learn more. While serving in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. They didn't think I was going to make it. I'm Latoya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org.
uh, Las Vegas murderer missing uh, for more than a year. I don't know if you'd call him missing, can you? I mean, he wasn't where they thought he was. Um. 1999, Clark County jury convicted Jeremy Kelly, 43, on charges of first-degree murder uh, with the use of a deadly weapon, robbery with the use of a deadly weapon, burglary and possession of a fire, blah, 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 uh, conspiracy to commit murder blah, in uh, Las Vegas Metro had arrested him. He, uh, they, I guess they let him out by accident. His federal sentence in, ended in 2022. He's mistakenly incorrectly released for federal custody, not returned to the state prison for violating probation documents. Oh, so he got done with Fed. He was supposed to go to, uh, back to state. Mm-mm-mm. So they're going to go get him, aren't they? I think they, yeah, they went out there. Damn it. I think if it's their mistake, it's their mistake. You know, what is he going to do? I think you guys got it wrong. I'm not supposed to get out today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, another year. Uh, you guys are messing this up. Yeah, better check your, your records again. <laughs> Putin gave uh, Kim Jong-un a car. It's called an Aura. And uh, you think it's a Russian-made car. Um, and you'd think, wow, Russia can't make cars. They gave us, they didn't give us the Yugo. Wasn't that a, a Eastern European thing? Yeah, I think it was in the USSR. This this car is kick ass. I mean, it's a you you could you'd mistake it for, uh, for a Rolls Royce. Would you know just some touches of communism here and there, you know? But it was a, a just big, beautiful. Um, and a and a, a sign of special personal relations. Putin has given Kim Jong Un a car. I'm thinking, what does Kim Jong Un drive? I mean, a ride in. Whatever he wants. He's a supreme dictator. True. So. I mean, no, there are companies like uh, Rolls Royce. Go, no, we're not going to sell a, a dictator a Rolls Royce. That's beneath us. No, no. They, don't, they don't care. The money works. <laughs> you sell me five cars for me. Let's do uh, raw remarks, shall we? From the Florida Band Radio app, powered by Morris Family Farms and Morganic Meats. Commercial-free podcast posted nightly of this program. Um, a great way to keep uh, the entire station going all day long. Also, your remarks from the button at the bottom. There we go. I'm still struggling trying to find the benefits of having... A vast or a significant portion of our society all hopped up on some sort of substance, mind-altering at that. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Peter Beauty. I mean, you uh, take those that uh, use illegal drugs and also uh, all the people that are taking prescription drugs, psychotropic drugs, depression, anxiety... I wonder how many people are really, what percentage of Americans are really 100% au natural when it comes to pharmaceuticals? Probably a low number. What's up with all the open mics today? Sound like everybody's highest balls. It's funny, but it's not Friday. Yeah, folks, don't get high till Friday. Where can I find this one punch story since I obviously missed it? Thank you. Be to be. I like to practice the one kick and right into the uh, organoids. 
of Liberal Larry. Liberal Larry, don't forget, slap contest. You in? We're in. Four grand for you. Let us know, beat it, beat it. Where do we get a, a number for four grand? Where do, is that the prize for the slap contest? I'm not coming out of my paychecks. So I don't yeah. know where that four grand's coming from. I am not doing a slap contest, man. Well, I got enough headaches as it is. Hey, Shannon. Is anyone else having trouble with the app? Mine keeps stopping and starting. And I... Uh, no. You're the only one. Easy. As a man with only one testicle, I find that joke highly offensive. I'm insulted. Yeah, not really. I'm not a big pussy like liberal Larry. I do only have one testicle, though. Me to be First, I heard a guy brag about it. <laughs> well, he, he's a simple man that likes prime numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm suing Easy for stealing the remark I was going to leave with his witty joke. I'll take it to the Supreme Court if I need to, but I guess the uh, nuts don't fall far from the tree, perhaps. Oh. Oh. James Dean also had mouse testicles. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Thank you for joining the Aquatic Bottom Glass Boat Tour. Over to the right, you will see a beautiful coral reef. And over to the left, there is a fecal reef. Yeah. <laughs> More like Trump's revenge will be the downfall of the country. I'll give you a quick and obvious screw-up that Trump and Biden have in common, though. The inflation that you cry about all the time was mainly caused by Trump's reckless spending and unorganized policies. Let's look at something pretty simple like the vaccines, stimulus checks, Operation Warp Speed, all that spending. It all started with Trump and continued with Biden. Who do you support? Yeah, I'm almost tired of the drive-by. Let me just throw out something that has nothing to do with what anybody was talking about. Ten million illegal aliens in our country in three years, buddy. And also a uh, $1 trillion bill that was signed that is reckless spending. Right, and $2 trillion deficits on a $34 trillion debt. For sale, 10 viable embryos. 23 and me results of component parts available upon request. $10,000 for the lot. I know what I got. Need gone. <laughs> I know what I got. <laughs> hey guys, I didn't get to hear the whole uh, dark history thing, but I know it involved a lot of scuba diving stuff, uh, and I scuba dive, love it. But if you haven't seen it, check out the documentary, Dave's Not Coming Back. It's messed up. Need to be Dave's not coming back. Uh. There's kids that were traumatized by the substitute teacher watching porn. Was he watching two white people porn? <laughs> Maybe that's what got him. It was a man and a woman fornicating. <laughs> Missionary style. Hey, bro, have you seen this idiot Barbara Lee out here in California advocating for a $50 an hour minimum wage 
she just doubled down on it and she says that Californians cannot live on less than $100,000 a year. Yes. Well, we, hell, I do it. We, yeah, well. And I know a zillion Mexicans Jesus, that can do everyone it. Everyone on uh, Laura Tabs today? <laughs> oh, God. Yes, we talked about that a couple of days ago. Thanks for listening. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I think he just rolled over and took a a, a, Xana, a Xanax. <laughs> so, if I have this right, you're saying Jimmy Kimmel might be going off the air? <laughs> Christmas came early this year. Been masturbating ever since. Hey, Nasa guy, I got a legitimate question. So, if you do the total blackout tattoo, can you do nothing but color? tattoos on that? No. I have no idea. Beat a beat him. Once you've done the blackout tattoo, you once you've done the blackout tattoo, you're done tattooing in that particular area. Hey guys, AJ Walton County. Maybe the president should be wearing the Trump sneakers. He won't get caught slipping. Beedy, beedy. I like the fact they say, that, well, they put him in sneakers. They put him in, they, he doesn't dress himself. Hey guys, heard you talking about drying out phones. As I just said it in front of a uh, dehumidifier. I forgot about it, let it go like two or three days, but probably only needs a day. Try that out. Works perfect. Good advice. Do you have a dehumidifier at your house? I do not. Did he say he is putting a phone in dehumidifier? And he, but he, he said forgot he, it. he had, and he forgot about it for a couple of days. But it. Okay, how did it end up in the water? He didn't say that. Yeah, he that's just, the part we needed. To, I'm more interested in. What the hell? I feel like I need a wellness room. <laughs> I heard to keep Biden from stumbling. In addition to his special shoes, the White House are going to strap a pair of training wheels on him. Hey, hey guys, AJ and. Walt County again. I have a funny iPhone story. Uh, cold winter morning. I had a neoprene hoodie on. Phone in my front pocket. My hands were cold. Went to stick it in. Phone shot out. Landed in the pool. It still worked when I dipped it out. All right. <laughs> That's a great story. They say that you should be able to submerge it, and uh, it, it'll be uh, not for long and not for that deep, uh, but it should survive. I'm not going to do it, though. What the hell? All right. Hey, guys, not putting your phone in a, a bag of rice. That's certainly a sales gimmick by Apple. That's worked for me many times. And uh, rice particles, they're worried about rice particles. Uh, have you ever seen or felt rice particles? I mean, I'm sure they, they exist, but I think I'd rather uh, take my chances with rice particles than I would with actual water. Take your chances, buddy. So Biden is wearing old man's shoes, and the pampers he wears are called Speedos. <sighs> Hey, Shannon. What I don't understand is uh, we all know what the Democrats are doing to Trump. Uh, they're doing it right in front of our faces. 
we all know what they're doing. Um, we're, we're just waiting for somebody to do something about it, and and we're tired of it. Welcome to the uncivilized territories of the United States. Down here in the great state of Florida, Florida Man Radio Show, we all going to put up fighting positions in front of our houses. Anybody that tries to come up on our land, there's a threat to democracy. Take them out. Especially the Democrat. Take them out. We don't condone violence, but take them out. Hey, Shannon. Uh, don't fall for that RFK bull jab he was spilling uh he voted for clinton hillary yeah he did i'm sure it's just me but i would have a lot more respect for tim scott if he would just come out and admit that he's gay don't really care it's just think that there's a lot of people like me that would have a little bit more respect if he would interested to see if trump picks him or not uh, it would be interesting if he came out as gay because he just got engaged to a hot white woman. Everybody says he bought her, though. Bought she's her. A, uh, yeah, she was a uh, piece for his campaign. <laughs> hey, Shannon, I just got me a pair of those new rat testicles. When I went inside, my girl was sleeping. And I put them right on her face, gave her a pair of New York City subway goggles. Woo! <laughs> if you want to understand what they're doing... Watch that Tucker interview, like the guy yesterday said, with Mike Benz. He explains it all very well. It's kind of it's a lot of information, but they've been doing the same thing for a hundred years to other countries. Now they've turned it on us. I just wrote that down. And Shannon and guys, my friends, if you disagree about the gaiety, you need to go back home and recharge your gaydar. I've never even heard the rumor that Tim Scott was gay. I don't care either, but. The Yugo is from Yugoslavia. That's right. Yeah, so I work at a men's treatment center for drugs and alcohol, and almost all of them are on some sort of psych meds, and they love the gabapentin. The gabapentin. That's a, a, a pain. It's a nerve, 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 nerve pain, yeah. Hey, guys. Okay, VP picks. I think Tulsi Gabbard and Christy Nome are too low energy. Tulsi talks way too slow, drives me crazy. And I think Christy would have to spend too much time in hair and makeup. I think Ramaswamy would be loaded for bear and, you know, possibly take some of the pressure off Trump. He's not afraid to stand up to the press or anybody, for that matter, from what I've seen. I'm kind of leaning toward him. Yeah, that would be great. Hey, what's up, Shando? Easy, Heather, Spark 352. Yeah, the Yugo was a Yugoslavian car. It was literally the Bic lighter of cars. You drove it till it didn't drive anymore, and then you junked it. That's what it was made for. Piece of crap. Great show, guys. Love it. Be-do, be-do. I missed part of what Jensen said, only because I got a call with a Washington, D.C. caller ID. So, of course, my curiosity is peaked. i got to pick that some bitch up. Come to find out, United Nations doing a survey on um, climate change. Oh, man, I'm all over that. 
They actually hung up on me because of my enthusiasm. <laughs> anyway, what's Jensen thinking? Fleeting moments of clarity. He wants neocons and globalists under Trump? What is he smoking? b 2 b There's nothing wrong with the app. Most of our remarks are terrible, including mine. <laughs> Shannon, my fine comrade, you would really love my red rocket car. It's the finest car in all of Russia. I drive by all the pretty Russian women, and I say, Tufsky Poopsky, you can't get in because I'm saving myself for easy because he's so freaking funny. And I realize I'm starting to sound like Triumph. That Russian went way off. Uh, Shannon, uh, Easy, uh, and Heather, it is Mohammed 352. Uh, liberal Larry, uh, meet me on the top of the roof, please. <laughs> okay, I figured it out. Liberal Larry is listen people guy after somebody chopped his balls off. Be-do, be-do. Shannon, it's me again. <laughs> I know you don't believe in violence, but I would do it for free. I would heart punch that li liberal Larry guy. And now I really sound like Triumph. That is funny. Liberal Larry, the inflation started as soon as Biden got in and took out his pen and stroked that executive order of let's kill the Keystone Pipeline and America, making their own fuel. Everybody saw it coming. Higher gas prices? Well, hell, we're just going to have to raise our prices in order to get those goods out there, etc., etc. Be-do, be-do. Jesus, man. <laughs> Way too close the microphone guy here. I thought when you were talking about Elon Musk, you were going to tell us that he decided to buy all the fentanyl and do it himself. <laughs> or he just buy the company fentanyl and then uh, shut her down. Me again, is it due to bleed over the blackout tattoo thing? Or will this skin just not hold the pigment? Question mark. It, it, I don't know. It's, it's skin. It's not like a black canvas you can paint white paint on it's got a uh you the skin has to accept the ink accept the color it's got if it's black nothing's going on if i was to design a tattoo for liberal larry i think it would be a, a great big one across his chest with a giant skull and cross weenies you know what i mean <laughs> i believe kate said she had a wellness womb been masturbating ever since that one has a no on it so I'm not going to play it. Okay, so it's apparent that we have to have a pool party. We can do the hot dog thing at the same time. We'll, we'll get that out of the way. And we'll throw our phones in, in the pool and um, check out the rice. Shannon, you've got bags of rice laying oh, around. Oh, uh, 40 pounds. Um, and that guy can bring that um, dehumidifier. And maybe we can stick it on the grill. Uh, next to some more organic meat. My Android screen's broken. I need a new phone or replace the screen. 100 bucks to replace the screen 
60 bucks for a new phone if I buy it online, and it does everything your Apple phone does. But does it? Liberal Larry's what Rush used to refer to as a drive-by. He has no facts to support his liberal talking points. You know, he's very uninformed. I'm glad you guys keep telling him how dumb he is. <laughs> Great show as always. Be to be do. Man, Tim Scott ain't gay. He's not even. He's not even happy, man. <laughs> <laughs> These open mics suck. Pantera rules. KZ and uh, the other guy. Did you guys hear about the Dallas mayor cheating on his wife twice? Mm, no. <clears throat> I didn't. And he served her with divorce papers while she was in doing the she was doing the dishes after dinner. How ironic. All those people that are at a drug and rehab center and they're on a drug. Ironic. Hey, not sure. Was that um Sparky Fruit 352? It's pretty hilarious listening to you guys marinating your tears because you don't know who I'm gonna vote for. And you know there's more than two candidates running, right? And when I grab that Florida ballot, I don't have to answer to anybody but myself. Wow, he showed us, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a real zinger. That one hurt. Where I'm marinating in my tears right now. <laughs> also, he's just going to completely waste a vote, too, because... Right. Hey, great show, guys. Austin from Tampa. Hey, I think Byron Donalds will be a great VP pick for Donald Trump. I like Byron Donalds a lot. So I was baiting the other day, and I dropped my Zune in the uh, toilet. And... Uh, yeah, took it up, put it in a bag of rice, and uh, two days later, it was perfectly fine. I was back to uh, beat my meat. Throw that rice away. It's got toilet water in it. There's, I would reach in a, in a toilet for my phone. There's some stuff I'm not reaching. I'm like, ah, well, it was nice knowing you. Whoosh. You know, depends on. Liberal Larry for president. Liberal Larry is one of the three students. Has anybody figured that out yet? I'm just wondering why Kate keeps calling when she's washing her cat off. All right. Does liberal Larry know who he is that we're all referring to him as? I think so. Don't you? You think you know, yeah, he knows he what he hears yeah. when he's liberal Larry? Yeah. I'm marinating some. Those are the remarks for today's program. Thank you for leaving them. From the Florida Man radio app and powered by Morris Family Farms and Morganic Mates. Um, hmm, we got to take our last break here. Uh, when we get back, we'll wrap it up for you. Um, is there an update on the, on the migrants that attacked the cops in the center? No. Only one was arrested there? Yeah, I don't think there's been much of a uh, update of that. All right. I'll tell you which bobsled team to root for uh, in the Winter Olympics coming up. Uh, Jamaican every time. You think? Yeah, of course you vote. You wouldn't you... vote for Israel's uh, uh, bobsledding team? No, you always cheer for the Jamaican bobsled team. 
Because of the movie? Mm-hmm, of course. <laughs> All right, stick around. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Every year, Steve Faircal climbs the stairs at the John Hancock Center in Chicago, 94 floors to the top. It's called the hustle of the Hancock. It's hard to believe when you watch Steve today that a few years ago, his lungs were failing and he was fighting to survive. For eight hours a day, someone was pounding on my chest to try and keep my lungs clear. I honestly don't think I had more than a couple weeks to live. That's when Steve received the gift of life, a double lung transplant made possible by an organ donor. After I got my new lungs, I started doing things that I had never been able to do. I never knew that breathing could feel this good. Steve climbs to honor his donor and to raise awareness for organ, eye, and tissue donation. Wouldn't you like that when you left this beautiful planet, that you could save a few lives on your way out? It's an incredible gift. Imagine what you could make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources, and Services Administration. My dad served in Vietnam, the 82nd Airborne Division. He never talked about it, and my mom knew not to ask. So dad buried himself in work and self-medicated and would lose his temper sometimes. Loud noises would put him on edge. It got rough. So I finally said to him, Dad, you got to get help. As a family member or friend, you may be the first to notice when a veteran you love has been going through changes. Things like withdrawing, drinking more, or increased anger could be a sign of a larger health concern, but help is available. Dad finally went to VA for one-on-one and group therapy and got some really great tools to help him manage things. And I got my dad back. Listen to hundreds of inspiring stories at maketheconnection.net and learn how you can support the veterans in your life. Treatment works. Recovery is possible. Okay, men, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Up at the Ozarks, Howell County, a man apparently appeared to cash in or attempt to cash in on an insurance policy by staging a bloody farm equipment accident. Uh, the sheriff's uh, sent out a vague press release about a situation involving a, a man that had lost his feet in a staged incident with a brush hog, a rotary mower uh, attached to a tractor. Lost was a literal term. They could not find the severed feet when the, uh, the authorities got out there. Uh, there were tourniquets on his legs, and uh, they were curious about who put him there in the aftermath of the event. Uh, <clears throat> Thompson, the man in question, apparently called his buddy in Florida to ask him to make the trip up to the small Ozarks town in order to cut off the man's feet with a hatchet for an insurance fraud. That's a good friend. Sure is. How's that call go? Hey, Steve's me. Hey, man, I want to get you to do a favor if you... Uh, you know, this weekend, if you ain't got nothing, if you can drive up here and uh, cut my feet off with a hatchet. <laughs> I ain't got nothing going on, so sure. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, they they said the man who cut off his feet, uh, they're not naming him because he hasn't been criminally charged. It's not illegal to drive to the Ozarks from Florida and cut off your buddy's feet with, with a hatchet. They quickly knew that it was a... Uh, a phony baloney uh, staged incident. 
brush hog would have been a gory mess. These uh, the cuts were much too clean to be done by a brush hog. They as it continued, Thompson said he they determined the man was attempting to get money from an insurance claim. <clears throat> he never formally filed the false claim. Uh, the uh, the sheriff's office considered pursuing criminal charges of filing a false police EMS report. They said, but the man was so severely injured from the incident. But the, he was also a paraplegic, known paraplegic at his lower extremities, so it was painless. So in the end, because he didn't actually file the report, yeah. the, the the fraud, it's a victimless crime. He just lobbed some feet off that he yeah. couldn't feel anyway. I found, I found the feet later in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to chum with it and fishing after the you know, next weekend. Another gets those large mouths like a nice <laughs> toe or something like that. A nice... Stanky foot. That's it for us today. Thank you, Easy. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Thank you to this uh, audience. We're uh, back tomorrow at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. Uh, don't forget the Bubba the Love Sponge, the nationally syndicated Bubba the Love Sponge show, gets the network started in the morning, and then the hysterically funny uh, Don Miller show and company. And we'll see you tomorrow on the Florida Man Radio Network. I'm Shannon Burke. Have a great night.